Content warning. No Gods, No Monsters contains profanity, substance use, and a strong hatred for the police. Cocoon. Cocoon. That's a fucking weird word, right? Yeah. How do you spell it? C-O-C-O-O-N. It's a weird word. I don't like it. It's a great movie. It's a good movie. Oh, the movie Cocoon? I haven't seen it. I've never... I haven't seen it either. Is that the one? I don't think... James... It's like we're the old people, right? In like a, a, a swimming pool or something? Yeah. Is James Cameron? No. No. Is it Ron Howard? Oh, it does seem like it's Ron Howard. <laughs> okay. So if if you were an investor and you had Which to Which I am. Yes. As an investor, what would you put your money into? Cocoon, the movie, before it came out. King Kong in chains on stage in New York City. Jurassic Park, the park. Or the fairy show in Japan? Um, What's the best investment? Well... Before you know what happens. I, uh... You know, I watched Happy Days a lot as a kid, so... Ron Howard's got my money. And... I don't know if Clint Howard's in that, but... Oof. As an investor, I would insist that he put Clint Howard in it. They should do a remake. I have no idea what this movie is, really, but they should do a remake where Clint... It's Clint, because Clint Howard's old now, so he can be in the cocoon. And then he can come out as Mothra. <laughs> all right, well, fuck. We gotta pitch it. I guess that was the only safe answer because all the other ones are pretty fucking evil. I know. I was like, what's the least exploitive? I guess a Hollywood movie. <laughs> yeah, we don't know what they did to those old people at all. <laughs> what did you ask me about Mothra and Godzilla? Well, first of all, you need to answer what you would invest in. I guess you said Cocoon. Oh, no, I wouldn't invest in Cocoon. That movie sucks. <laughs> You've um, never seen it. <laughs> you're right. I fully believe that when I said that, too. <laughs> um, I think I'd invest in Jurassic Park. Come on. It'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Like, definitely yeah. not King Kong. Like, on a stage and changes just in your face. There's no chance it's okay. You know? I, I want to change my answer to... Jurassic Park, but as an investor, I'd insist that Ron Howard and Clint Howard would have to be involved. They're just they're like they they like lower. They'll figure something out. They lower a goat down, and you wait for Clint Howard to like crawl out from the bushes so everyone can see him, just like the T Rex. Hell yeah! No, I couldn't do Jurassic. Like, come on, it's so evil. But if I had to pick one, like I can't do Cocoon, obviously, and. Like, I it's a horrible movie. King Kong, yeah, duh. It's terrible. It's the worst movie I've ever not seen. Um, <laughs> King Kong in chains on stage. That's just too like in your face bad. The the girls. That just sounds boring. Like it's bad, but also just like like. Did you notice that the audience members in the during the uh, the fairies the peanuts show 
like a lot of them were like leaning forward really far like trying to see like they're just i don't know so not that so yeah that that's a (laughs) it would be very hard to see what was going on if you weren't in like the front row because the whole point of them is that they're tiny (laughs) yes so you're just like wow there's a bunch of people dancing like around this stump or whatever it is i wonder what's on the stump but they're just (laughs) away but that's why you gotta have the dancing yeah i don't know i just i mean i only asked you the question so you could pick one and i could call you an asshole but it didn't work so (laughs) sorry (laughs) should we redo all this and you can edit all that out no i was i pick both king kong and the the uh, little beauties well that's good because jurassic park is by far the most fucked up uh option you know genetic engineering bringing extinct things back to life against their fucking cons- you know mass destruction so good call good job thank you what were we asking oh you asked me a question about oh uh is um is mothra dating below her her level when she's with godzilla totally so i've been thinking really hard about that because as we all know <laughs> obviously they're in a relationship or at least they're like fucking or yes we don't know what it is but obviously um and uh oh man i'm stoned what was the question oh is she dating the lower (laughs) level um i mean it made me think of what you said at the end of the godzilla episode ladies just want godzilla because he's a bad boy so like Uh she's definitely like the like a student and he's like smoking yeah. cigarettes in the fucking alleyway, uh, and I don't know if that means below. Like I don't know. He's a good guy, right? He's a total James Dean, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> James Dean's a total Godzilla, you know. <laughs> What's James Dean? James Dean in? Uh, he's only in like three movies: um, Rebel Without a Cause, East of Eden. Oh, um, wait, James Rebel Without a Cause. That's the one he's most known for. What is it? I'm thinking of Easy Rider. Never mind. I don't know Rebel Without a Cause. Uh, that was a little older. It's been forever since I've seen it. He's a biker or drives a car or something, and he's cool, and he's like the epitome of cool or something like that. Oh, kind of like uh, Godzilla, 1954. Yeah. I don't think I've seen Rebel Without a Cause since I was like 14. Um, but I sh- as a movie person, I should be able to recite the plot, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good, dude. Come on. Get with it. Okay, so is what's your answer? Is is she? Yeah, she should be dating me. Damn, good answer, man. Good answer. <laughs> All right, this is No Gods, No Monsters. We're the anti-capitalist kaiju and giant monster podcast in a world where no one is coming to save us. I'm Rabbit, I'm here with Charlie, and today we're talking about 1961's Mothra. Uh, Charlie, you want to tell us what Mothra's about? Yeah, first of all, this isn't the first time I've done this, but that poster behind you, one of the tacks on the wall, I keep trying to like rub it off my screen. Yeah. That's <laughs> okay. in an episode. That's not cut out of an episode, <laughs> just so you know. I cut part of it, all right. but... We had to keep some of it because it was fun. <laughs> uh, synopsis. Um, Mothra, 1961. 
Some sailors get stranded on Infant Island, an island that was used by the Relisican government to test atomic weaponry. When it's discovered that the sailors don't have radiation sickness, they consider that they must have been protected by radiation from the red mushroom juice given to them by the island's native population. A joint Relisican-Japanese expedition heads to the island, led by the evil capitalist Clark Nelson, and some reporters interested in the story, in the story sneak along too. While there, they discover a lush forest inhabited by blood-sucking plants and an indigenous population and two little fairy women that the reporter calls little beauties. Nelson massacres the indigenous population and forces them to perform in an act in front of audiences, claiming that it's not slavery since they are not actually humans. The beauties routinely sing a song to summon their goddess, a giant altruistic moth named Mothra, who awakens and wreaks havoc in her attempts to save them. Reporters Fakuda and Michi, along with linguist Dr. Chujo, must find a way to safely return the Shobujin to Mothra without total destruction of Tokyo and New Kirk City. They succeed, Nelson is killed by cops, and Mothra continues to be the most beautiful creature in existence. The end. With Frankie Sakai as Zenichiro Fukuda, Kiyoko Kagawa as Michi Hanamura, Hiroshi Koizumi as Dr. Shinichi Chujo, Ken Uihara as Dr. Harada, Jerry Ito as Clark Nelson, The Peanuts as the Shobijin, Takashi Shimura as editor Sadak Sadakatsu Amano, Haru Nakajima and Katsumi Tezuka and others as the Mothra Larva, and the most beautiful monster of them all, Mothra as Mothra. It's Mothra! I was, I was like about to say something, and I was like, "Give him a second in case he says baby." And then <laughs> he almost said me. And then he did. It's not so I didn't want to cut. Nice, hell yeah. Well, um, I guess first and foremost, what do you think of this movie? I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. This movie is hell amazing. Yeah. It's hell yeah, so great. Uh, Mothra is. Right behind Gamera is my favorite kaiju. Um, I love her. This movie's fantastic. It looks fantastic. The special effects are top-notch throughout uh, the majority of it. There's a little things here and there which where the special effects kind of fall through. But for the most part, it's amazing all throughout. Um, looks great. Great colors. Uh, love the characters. Um, and it's, it's fucking Mothra. And one of the most... <laughs> despicable villains uh that we'll find yeah in clark nelson definitely uh what about you you hated it right <laughs> you keep doing that <laughs> oh. yeah i fucking hate mothra she's ugly she's dumb she's nice um hey that's my future wife i'm sorry which don't worry they come back and back there's a mothra can marry everybody that's true <laughs> um, no, uh, I freaking love Mothra. This was, I don't know what it is, but this was like one of the kaijus just visually, I think that I've always been like stoked on. Um, and I didn't know why I know anything about Mothra. Like, like once I started to know a little bit about Godzilla, but I just was always drawn to Mothra when I started finally watching the old Godzillas. Mothra is one of the first ones I watched and I like was even cooler than I expected. She's just like, I don't know. Yeah. I love that she brings magical elements with her. Like, she just kind of bends the rules of the kaiju universe where suddenly there's magic and stuff and nobody cares because it's Mothra. It doesn't seem, like, weird. Yeah. Um, She's definitely, um, 
there's like a psychedelic element whenever she's around. Um, yeah. That isn't always there, which is cool. Totally. Um, plus, she always brings uh, banging tunes with her. <laughs> exactly. Her tunes are sick. Um, and she just, the design is so cool. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of the turd Mothra in the, in the show era, I feel like. And I don't love that <laughs> as much, but they're cool. They're fine. I wish there was, I always wish there's a little more actual Mothra. Um, but she's great. She, I don't know what it is. I just love the fact that she's like absolutely not trying to hurt anybody and just destroying the shit out of everything. There's something really mm. interesting and like almost charming about that it's always really funny when uh in the movies where it's only the the larva the caterpillar version of her yes that shows up and they never even i get i guess it's for budgetary constraints but it's just so funny that they like don't even put the full-blown moth yeah totally like uh didn't i think i sent you the meme i made right before this of like mom can we have some mothra oh we have mothra at home and then mothra at home and it's like the larva one that's how i felt for sure about Ghidorah the three <laughs> monster you're like rodan godzilla mothra <laughs> and then it's that and you're like oh, come yeah. on. like <laughs> but she spits some sweet webs in that she does she does but i know for for a fact that one was for it was a budget thing like you said yeah yeah um but yeah, this movie's great. Um, there are things that are kind of weird. The ending's kind of weird and like kind of mad. But like in general, this movie is just fucking excellent. And I mean, you covered most of the reasons. It's great. It's sick. Okay, so this movie is definitely going in a more family-friendly direction and stuff than the other ones have that we've watched so far. And is like, yeah, just kind of more magical a little more of like a fairy tale but there is actually a little bit of political context to it that i feel like we should like just to talk about in the beginning to like set the stage um does that work for you yeah but um it's definitely not as serious as uh the ones that came before but also or it's more lighthearted than the ones that came before but it's also not just completely off the wall uh ridiculous and silly yeah that we're about to be getting into with a lot of these show era ones oh totally. kind of uh strides the line between the two different uh things and i think that's one of the, one of the things that makes it so good is that yeah. uh it's fun but not completely batshit insane <laughs> and and like it has strong like <laughs> themes that aren't i don't know it, it does its themes well i feel like the later ones the goofy ones either don't have one at all or it's like just them saying it and this one, yeah for sure kind of just i don't know it just clearly has more to it has good characters um yeah it's not as goofy as they get and it was high budget high as fuck budget yeah okay so what do you know about like the so the the political context that um i'm thinking of specifically is the uh nuclear testing of the bikini atoll islands I don't know anything about that. Oh, okay, cool. So this, um, I believe, was the same testing that Lucky Dragon was part of. But at the same time, it uh, also hit... You know, remember how you were talking about in that one how the blast was way bigger than they thought, than the scientists thought? Um, It not only fucked up people in ships, but it fucked up people on uh, the Rongelap Atoll Island. Like, the indigenous people there were fucking hit with radiation so basically everybody on the islands got radiation sickness it's super fucking gnarly 
um, and they were forced to abandon the island three days after the test happened, like leave all their belongings and just go. The U.S. government uh, relocated them to get treatment. I'm basically getting this from Wikipedia. And then the government set up a secret project to study the medical effects of the weapon on the residents that they'd relocated. So kind of like how in this, the the team of scientists goes out after they said, we didn't mean to bomb it. Oops, they go. It's like very mirrored. Uh-huh. And uh, basically that was like the start of the Atomic Energy Commission thinking about widespread fallout and contamination and how it would fuck up people and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, those them visiting the island, the natives there, like being part of the tests and stuff and the and silica saying that they hadn't done it or that they didn't know it would happen and they didn't think it had happened is all like pretty much taken from this. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, I should point out when I said I don't know anything about that, I was specifically, you texted me like, oh, this is the same thing from the Lucky Dragon incident. And I said, yeah, it would be funny if we just didn't mention that at all. Oh, sorry, that was a joke. I was like, oh, he doesn't know anything about it. Shit, next time, like, wave your arms or something. I won't go on for five minutes. I still still didn't know a lot, uh, most of that stuff. Okay, cool. Um, I basically just knew that it was from the same thing as a Lucky Dragon incident. (laughs) Knowing that, does that, I don't know, I feel like, it kind of changes how I think about the the treatment of the indigenous people in the movie a little bit. I'm trying to put my finger on it, but like, it's just weird to me that it's based on that, but they go to the island and like the people are miraculously not, don't have radiation sickness. It's just kind of weird. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's also super weird as a side note to like the more heavier stuff you're dealing with uh that you're discussing right now it's also weird that they're like oh they have a juice that protects you from radiation sickness and they never bring that up again and it's not like you would think the ultra capitalists would be like i can make so much money off of that (laughs) or that the reporters would be like we could yeah do so much good for the world yeah i hadn't even thought of that it's kind of yeah their cars are just like oh there's 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 people living there and not like oh there's something that protects uh humans from radiation sickness as uh inhabitants of tokyo we should probably really be interested in this totally considering that godzilla has come twice uh um man you always catch those this is just like king kong where they're like dinosaurs they're just in the way of me getting this monkey (laughs) (laughs) it's that's that's true i never think about that interesting um yeah it, it, it's 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 an it's an odd thing to base it on but i feel like maybe whereas godzilla was obviously like hammering that into your head making you draw the parallels to think about nuclear weapons right mm-hmm. and then this is like kind of later when i think this is a movie more about japan healing so maybe they're just like we're going to reference this because people in japan will get that this is the incident that we're talking about the same stuff roughly that launched this whole kaiju friend or kaiju world like with godzilla but then we're gonna like lighten it like let uh water it down a bit and put magical elements and make it feel more like uh hopeful i guess yeah well i mean also in terms of like the japanese population will catch what we're talking about i mean the opening it's pretty much like the opening of Godzilla, direct reference to the Lucky Dragon incident, where you have these oh, that's true. sailors who are uh, put in the way of radiation, and they were for sure 
and saved. Uh, although they're like, oh, yeah, we don't actually have radiation sickness. Totally. But yeah, that's the whole, that definitely seems like that was from a Lucky Dragon incident. Definitely. And like, I think that, yeah, like Japanese audiences would probably get that. And I would even now wouldn't have known any of this happened. It was a thought, oh, it's just radiation. It's not like referencing a specific thing with people that, yeah. Yeah. Anything else about the political context before we move on to the monsters and stuff? I mean, I guess we'll get to it, but just the whole concept of Relicica, um, I don't know. Uh, we should. So obviously Relicica, the name is a combination of Russia and America, yeah. but I feel like it's pretty much just America yeah. uh, in terms of its actions and its context throughout the movie. Um, I mean, it's all about an ultra-capitalist country defending its uh, citizens' property rights to enslave people. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, their, their main city is called New Kirk City. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's pretty much just a stand-in for capitalism in America. And there's shots of uh, Los Angeles in it when they're showing close-ups. Um, yeah. yeah <laughs> totally. Yeah, there's very little Russia there, I think. Well, I know that they were, the ending was changed, like, dramatically so that they could include an American-looking city in it to appeal to American audiences. Like, I forget why, but the producers or something wanted that. So, um, I I think they were kind of like, okay, how do we make it feel like America? Because that's the audiences we want to sell this to, but also reference Russia too, because fu- the, fuck them also. We're making statements about both. I don't know. My understanding uh in terms of the ending was they originally had it like the way it turned out, but then they were told by Toho that they needed, they didn't have the budget for that or something. So then they changed it to where it ended in uh, Japanese mountains. And then uh, Columbia pictures was signed on um, and they were going to do an American release. So they wanted a more international. So then they changed it to this to the ending that we have now and that's probably why the budget got to be so huge because those destruction scenes holy shit yeah yeah it's pretty pretty impressive yeah i said i thought rodan was the peak but this felt more peak to me yeah i think so what were you gonna say especially what especially coming right after varan oh yeah dude (laughs) (laughs) yes they even paid for color um (laughs) Yeah, although, God, I want... Varan is so cool-looking, man. Like, every time I think of Varan, I'm like, ugh, but I just wish Varan was in... Can you imagine Varan, that suit in this... Yeah. That city with those colors? Ugh. It's crazy that there's uh, three flying monsters in a row. That's Dude. Seems... Yeah. they. I'm surprised by how much flying they do. Like, yeah. The, the big five, the ones that appear in every single... It's like, yeah, they appear in every single era or something. It's like Godzilla is the only one that doesn't fly, I think. Um, Unless Angus is in there, but it's like Rodan, King Ghidorah, Mothra, and then even Mechagodzilla in some of them. It's a trip. Damn, that's a lot of... Yeah. Yeah. I think Angus is the other one. Okay. Then never mind. Angus will fly one. I was thinking of Gamera, because, you know, obviously Gamera (laughs) ripped off Angus. And Gamera flies fucking sick. Don't flip me off, dude. I'm just... I have opinions. You have opinions. Um, my opinions happen to probably be wrong this time. You know, it just happens. Just like your opinions on Cocoon. <laughs> cocoon. 
<laughs> cocoon. It's so weird. Cocoon. cocoon. I meant your opinions on the movie, not the word. <laughs> I know, but then you said cocoon. Right. You think about. <laughs> I was. I didn't think you were critiquing. Well, that. I know you're really stoned, so I don't know what you're thinking. <laughs> That's true. That's fair. That's fair. Okay, monsters, effects, magic. Um, starting with let's uh, Infant Island itself. What do you think of it? The like the sets, the paintings of it. Um, yeah. Ooh. So I want to point out. I um, probably should have said this earlier, but I watched this with the commentary by um, Steve Rifle and Ed Gazuski. 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 One of those. Yeah. Oh, that's the guy. One of those might be correct. Um, you'll edit in the correct one and edit out all the incorrect ones. <laughs> edit button takes care of all that. Yep. <laughs> uh, they said uh, Honda wanted to show the the forest on Infant Island as a utopia within hell. And he wanted to express the effects of civilization on nature. So yeah. you come to this island and there's all this this hellish landscape of just rock, this just whole rocky bullshit that's been just destroyed by nuclear testing and stuff. And then they discover this rocks aren't bullshit. Keep going, yeah. They discover this lush, <laughs> this lush green forest in it. Um, and yeah, I think it looks great. It's really cool when they first discover it, where they're climbing all this uh, rocky stuff, and then they come across this forest. It doesn't really makes sense logically that they wouldn't know that there's a gigantic forest on this island that they've uh, all known about for a long time and have probably studied. But uh, to the I point mean, where they like, yeah, they've... it's okay if we do nuclear tests here. Well, I don't think they even knew it was in the zone, though, right? Oh, oh no, you're right. They, Sorry, I'm thinking of real life. Um, you're saying so they knew they bombed this island, but they thought it was uninhabited? Yeah. It's like, how hard did you look then? You're like, well, it's uninhabited. Yeah. I didn't even know that there's a giant forest. I wonder <laughs> I wonder if that's supposed to be like the Reliscan government was just like, oh, yeah, sure. We totally checked yeah. to make sure it was uninhabited. <laughs> it must be, right? Because that's... Yeah. Um, yeah, we should mention this is based on a book, right? And I don't really know the name of it and stuff at all i can't remember because i know it was like adapted and changed pretty heavily but i just wonder if that is more on the nose or less i don't know i'm just i have no idea yeah anyway yeah it's a super cool concept i love the the thing you're saying like the the paradise in hell um and it's freaking beautiful like and it has such a it has like the huge map paintings of the forest and then the trees and stuff there and then the fucking uh like psychedelic caves you know with like the mushrooms yeah. and the uh the crystals yeah. and shit it's just and then blood sucking plants blood sucking plants do they suck blood i remember them grabbing him like the vine things they call them blood sucking plants oh, at least man. in my in the version i watched we're just going to pretend we watched the same one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can't do it <laughs> can't talk about that the whole time <laughs> sorry i'm not trying to be a tyrant if you disagree follow your heart but <laughs> do they um what pronoun do they refer to mothra as in yours not he but i don't remember i feel like it was okay in mine in mine they said he maybe they did i mean obviously mothra is like far far beyond genera uh, yes beyond gender but um <laughs> just for the sake of thinking about it uh fuck what did I don't think it was he. 
was it he a lot or like just one time it was a few times i don't know if it was a lot i mean i don't think they use the pronouns when referring to mothra most exactly. of the time um but yeah there's definitely uh it was definitely multiple times because i was like oh wow that's so weird because i've always heard mothra referred to as uh she her yeah um, and, uh, queen of the monsters yeah so i was wondering if it was like just this specific translation for this specific release or that's just what it was originally um hmm. gotcha yeah. yeah i don't know um but either way good for mothra uh whatever the truth is oh what do you think of the like burning man cave like giant egg and the mushroom tea and the people <sighs> fucking dancing i love it, it so cool and the the colors in that cave were like probably my favorite colors in the movie. Nice. Um, it's just uh, it's it's just like vibrant colors within this kind of earthen area, and so those vibrant colors really kind of like popped out in a unique way. Totally. Um, but yeah, I, I I love those cave scenes. I love the the in, uh, indigenous dancing and music, and uh, uh, I love that when the the when we first saw the egg revealed where all of a sudden this, there's this earth just crumbling down and all of a sudden you see that fucking awesome ass egg and there's lightning flashing behind it and so cool. Yeah. It's super cool. And, um, the, I, I just knew, I, I definitely felt like you were going to like that scene. Cause it reminds me a lot of the scene in, in Rodan. Um, yeah. but without the dancing, you know? Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I kept thinking, like, there's so many similarities uh, between Mothra and Rodan. Like, that you have that big egg reveal, um, and then you have, uh, there's... It's in a cave, yeah. Yeah, there's larva creatures, and then obviously the larva in Mothra is Mothra itself, um, and the yeah. larva creature in Rodan is different than the Dan's. But still but, kind uh, of food for Mothra. Yeah. Because the larva yeah. is eaten by itself, and then, yeah, anyway. Yeah. um uh and then also like their main attack both the dans and mothra is like the their wings just fucking cause havoc (laughs) totally i like that she flaps though because it makes the havoc yeah just so different like he's like like just soaring over like a whatever but hers it's like it feels like each gust is just like wreaking how it's so cool um yeah so mothra's like giant right like sorry i know we're not talking about mothra yet but just for a second like mothra's like fucking huge right like it doesn't feel like it because you see her separate but at the end you know she's just like huge next to the people but Mm -hmm. still she doesn't grow that much over the thing so i'm always stuck on this but how the fuck does she lay that egg (laughs) like this too i don't know that's a that's a good point maybe the Mothra that laid the egg was a lot bigger. <laughs> oh, yeah, because it wouldn't be her. Duh. <laughs> what if she's just like, we're just, she's a newborn the whole time. And like, if she didn't, because she dies before right. we see her again, what if she just got fucking huge? Like, she just yeah. started growing. I like that. Yeah, Toho, if you need any writers for your next Mothra movie. Totally. Yeah, I'll take it. Um, Charlie's recommending me because I just came up with a really good idea. So if you need <laughs> said, a writer. I said writers, plural. But. Oh, but, I mean, did you have any good ideas about Mothra's size? I didn't hear I'm pretty any. sure that was just my idea. No, I think, I don't know. I think that was my idea, so it's cool. Um, I appreciate the help. 
Anyway, I don't think she could live. 18 years of this, people. <laughs> 18 you, years. So where do you think Mothra came from? I know. Sorry, um, I'm talking about the egg. Where did it come from? Heaven. Nice, dude. Did you fall from heaven? Because you're Mothra's egg. That'll get you. <laughs> That'll work, right? I'll try it. <laughs> Thanks, dude. You're, you're putting in the good work. Uh, doing, doing the hard shit. Okay, um, what about the the fairies, a.k.a. the beauties, a.k.a. the peanuts? A.k.a. the Shobijin. Um Boom, that's the, that's the one. They are uh, fantastic. Uh, we're talking specifically about their effects. For the most part, they look pretty good throughout the whole thing. The only time when it, it looked shitty is when they were picked up, which happens in two different scenes where... All of a sudden, yeah. it looks really crappy when all of a sudden they're picked up by somebody. <laughs> and do you mean when they're picked up? Because I can't remember. I don't remember seeing it this time, but I was also taking notes this time. Oh, no, I watched it without, too. Were there any shots that you saw where they obviously just looked like someone was holding dolls? Yeah. Um, okay. Is that I what you were talking so, yeah. about, or were you talking about, like, close-ups? I mean, just there's two points where they grab them really quick, um, and they hold them for a bit. Uh I think one of them, the first time, I don't think that was when it looked like dolls, and, but it still looked really bad. Because um, I think the first time you see like their facial expressions when he's holding them. For sure. Uh, and that looks bad. And then okay. the next time it also looked bad. He, they grab him really quick and they move him really quick across the the screen. Um, oh, that's but you right. can, But yeah, it looks really shitty as well. Uh, besides those two parts i think throughout they look pretty great um pretty solid yeah i agree maybe at first you're like oh how are they doing that and then i kind of just forget about it like i notice it sometimes i mean i guess my first time watching it i'm always like oh how's it gonna look how's it going now but it it just like works for me when i watch it now i'm like oh it's tiny people Mm. um yeah originally i guess uh the script called for four fairies which would have been really interesting to see how they would have done that. Yeah. Um, but uh, but they got the peanuts sign, <laughs> so they... That's why they changed it, because they were like, oh shit, we got the peanuts. Get rid of I the others. I think other. so. So the peanuts, for people who don't know, were a like a pop duo, right, at the time? Yeah. Um, And so that's who plays the peanuts, and are they sisters in real life, or no? I know they're supposed to be in this. Yeah, they're twins. Okay. Um, The only difference between them is... uh. I think they had moles. They had moles up by their eye or something. Um, yeah, and one, one of them, of them one of them doesn't actually have a mole up by her eye, but they put that in, so they looked completely identical. Nice, totally. What did you think about them uh, talking together all the time? Speaking in unison was no problem, as they did it often in real life. I liked it. It kind of like <laughs> what were you reading? Gave it. <laughs> that was uh, my notes from the commentary. Oh. <laughs> um i had it turned on my page on the peanuts so i was like oh might as well just look at this really quick totally <laughs> um unfortunately i did not write down why they changed it from four to two but i'm assuming it's because they got the peanut sign i think um, that's what i remember too um i think also the peanuts put out a record on columbia and columbia where the uh mm. you know uh american uh financiers of this um studio involved with this so it's kind of like a whole joint uh multiple 
medium kind of uh thing they had going on here um i i liked i liked them talking in unison did you not like that i just think it's funny it's like just it's it i feel like if this were a modern movie they would do it where one of them talked and then the other one would like finish their sentence and then start talking the other one would finish their sentence instead of the whole like they really commit to the bit and it is a little <laughs> bit like it's just a lot well, i guess i'm like super i said now they did it in real life apparently a lot so why um <laughs> like do they mean that's, Walter Fleming or you don't know what happens have you never been in the same room with uh palmer dennis carly and joanna they all just say the same things at the same time yeah only when you get all four of them together but yeah <laughs> okay i didn't realize like yeah one of our close friends who's a listener of the show shout out palmer uh is a is a quadruplet and i completely forgot through my years of friendship with him that he speaks in unison with his siblings at all times yeah it's a trip but no i think uh it also it also kind of adds to that kind of like weird magical psychedelic quality to them um where it, it kind of it makes it off kilter a little bit um yeah totally you're right. It definitely adds to that in the movie. It's it, yeah. It just feels like the rules are different. This is a world where that happens, and people are just like, oh, like yeah, where fairies can say fairies don't need words; they communicate through feelings and ideas, while using words to a bunch of people who've never heard of fairies till now, and they're just like, oh, cool. Well, we promise we won't bomb you anymore. Um, it's very strange. <laughs> it's a very strange <laughs> world. You like their song? uh songs plural and yes I, I was thinking loved, of one you know yeah yeah. yeah i love their songs i mean i i uh i listen to their songs sometimes uh without the movie um hell yeah spotify really needs to step up their game they only have like five songs of theirs on there totally um, i i really want to seek out their albums um the peanuts yeah yeah for sure um so you haven't heard any of the peanuts nope um apparently by the time they retired they put out 25 albums and 28 singles nice yeah what do you think of their songs i mean that one song has been stuck in my head since the first time i watched this movie like it's It's in my head so much um they're good they're fun i don't i you love them and i think that's great yeah i think they're good i don't listen to them in my in my spare time, but I think that's fucking awesome. I think I brought this up before when you, when I, when you first asked me if I wanted to do a Kaiju podcast and I was like, uh, let me watch a few movies and, uh, decide the three movies I chose were, um, first I did, uh, uh, King Ghidorah and then, um, uh, Mecha Godzilla and then Mothra. And all three of those have songs in them. Um, two of which, uh, uh, Shobijin singing songs. <laughs> so I was just like, Wait, is man, there the one from the nineties. No, no, no. The, the show era one. Uh, oh, Gator of the three headed monster. What, what yeah. song is in that? This one where I don't remember the exact song, but it's like, it, but that's the one where Sing there's the like a TV show. There's a, <laughs> where the Shobijin are on like TV, like talking to like a kid that wants to meet Mothra or something like that. Um, Oh, I don't remember. Okay. Yeah, and then cool. Mothra 
comes in larva form and like oh yeah okay and then the showbizian are translating the conversation between rodan yeah (laughs) but yes they have a song there where they where they summon mothra um so you just thought oh so i was just like man there's gonna be music in all these (laughs) (laughs) that's funny (laughs) but alas but uh yeah and i loved all the songs in in those um hell yeah so fucking awesome <laughs> and the showbizian songs in particular so great i love them hell yeah they're good they're good yeah. they really add to the vibe of the the movie. yeah they really like kind of you know mothra doesn't do much she's kind of defined by her environment a lot more because she's she's not there till the very end as a yeah as the mothra we uh we think of um so yeah all that stuff just kind of yeah, I feel like she's awesome because she just brings magic with her to the movies. <laughs> um, and every movie that have the twins, unless they're like a weird cameo in some of the later ones, they fucking sing and they, they go for it. Um, I really like their weird, quiet music language that they only do at the very beginning and then we never hear again. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that's, that's really weird because they're like, <gasps> oh, they have their own weird language. And then like you never hear that language again and they're speaking japanese yeah, it's like they're like or something and then it's yeah. just like oh we know japanese too it's cool um but also we know all these languages but we don't need them we just use our mind yeah. i also love the uh weird background music whenever they show up where it's like i don't know it's an it's a harpsichord and organ or something like that and it's, sure. it's kind of uh discordant and uh I, I like that a lot. Hell yeah. Yeah, they're sick. Um, and I, I love their attitude. I love that, like, they're, like, horrible stuff is happening to them, right? They're being kidnapped, forced to perform, locked. They're, they're like, cute carriage. Their golden chariot thing is actually, like, yeah. a prison. Um, and, like, all this is happening. But they never look, obviously, they're sad at points. But they never look, like, as sad as you would think they would be. And it's kind of because they always have this, like, it's almost like they're only sad for us. They're like, we're yeah. sorry, but I mean, because you did this, our God is going to fuck you up when she comes to save <laughs> yeah. us. Yeah. Fakuda and Chuja are like, we're so sorry. We're going to figure, we're going to figure out how to help you. And they're like, oh, we'll be fine, but you're all fucked. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> and that's the only reason they're bummed. They're like, just, yeah. they're like, oh man, this is going to be a real trouble for them. Um, yeah. <sighs> Right on. Anything else about the uh, the the twins? They celebrated their twentieth birthday during production. Nice. Wow. I did not think they were that young. Okay. What about the Mothra larva? Looks fantastic, in my opinion. Um, it does look really good. Yeah, I know. There's complaints about how the larva looks in the future movies but mm. in what ways do you know this uh i think because they just they don't go all out as they do in this movie in this movie they made a huge the biggest costume toho ever made for a kaiju movie yeah. um with six to seven people in it operating in it, and it just it looks incredible yeah it looks fantastic um yeah probably just budget reasons future movies they didn't go into it as much as they did in this one for sure do you like um, you like the design i did like it a lot yeah 
I think is cool as hell, and I like it. I, I make jokes because it's just like so ugly, and that's kind of the point, right? It's so ugly, and then it turns yeah. into Mothra, who's beautiful, which I get that. But I do feel like because we see it so often, it, Mothra's beautiful enough and crazy looking and cool looking enough that she doesn't need like some contrast. I kind of wish they'd done it where it was like, like fucking really bright stripes and shit on it or something and then it's just like crawling through a friggin like pastel <laughs> or neons and then just crawling through this fucking city and destroying it um i think would be cool looking but i get why they did it this way and it works for me um but they are ugly to look at for so long like there are definitely a couple <laughs> times like i love the destruction i love when the larva is just crawling and destroying stuff it's fucking awesome but there's definitely times where i'm like it's going so slow. We're still watching it. It's a little, I don't know. Um, I love For it, sure. but it's not perfect. Um, but dude, I mean, how can you not love it? It takes out a dam. How cool is that? It just takes out a fucking dam. Yeah, that that rules. Um, Swims through fire and shit. Uh, that damn scene. What damn scene? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I was like. My my ADD plus tiredness was going off. Instead of writing out the specifics, I wrote interesting bits to re-listen to on on uh, the damn scene. <laughs> but there was like a thing where uh, uh, <laughs> Subaraya like he asked for like. A certain amount of water, and then his, uh, the person in charge of it, like, got, like, three times as much water, um, because he thought it would look better, and Subaraya was pissed, um, but then it ended up being good, and it ended up looking great, and Subaraya was like, alright, alright, you win this, because he was, like, super pissed and, like, mad at him throughout, and then eventually, like ended up looking great and he's like okay i guess you're right and <laughs> nice. he ended up trusting him a lot more after that oh yeah that's crazy yeah yeah that's that scene is is sick i mean fuck dams so it's just cool you're just like <laughs> you can you know you can mother's just like crawling along you have very little knowledge other than she wants to save some girls so you can put whatever project whatever you want on the mothra and be like hell yeah taking down fucking like set the salmon free mothra <laughs> <laughs> you were talking about there being six to seven people in the costume i'm so glad they finally learned and didn't do that in the water um you <laughs> if it was anything yes. like godzilla or like varan or like uh yeah well Lido. i mean uh nakamura was in the suit so i'm surprised that they uh didn't try it <laughs> yeah Save. But then maybe they're like, oh man, if it was just him, maybe we could try it. But with all those other people, I guess like, we have to be safe. It's 61. We haven't fucking tortured him in like fucking six months. Yeah. We gotta. Yeah, so I'm glad. Um, and when I was watching, I definitely thought there was someone in there because I just am used to that. I was just like, oh man, oh man, like walking through water, <laughs> out of air holes or anything. But I think they pulled it from a, behind a boat or something right to get it done instead of uh, having people in it yeah i think they had a smaller one they pulled and filmed it Um, i like how at this point you're watching these movies just like oh no what's gonna happen to the person in the costume are they okay (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, like I was saying in a different like sometimes I forget and then sometimes I'm just oh okay, I'm just worried. <laughs> um, wait, well, oh I'm, no, can that person take that many anti-aircrafts uh, artillery? Oh no, can that person swim through fire like Mothra does in this one? <laughs> Um, I thought the swimming was pretty funny. The like bobbing thing, just this is this threat is coming, and it's just this like basically turd floating and bobbing, and they just immediately start bobbing it. <laughs> yeah, it's just so helpless and stupid. Like, I also like yeah, I also like the first time that it comes up, it like it goes through this ship, and it's just like Mothra isn't even like going after you; it's just going in a straight line. You yeah probably easily dodge that <laughs> like, like, yeah at that point you don't know like there's very little indication that mothra knows how to turn or yeah. stop or anything it yeah just seems like a like yeah but i mean yeah i mean mothra isn't like trying to destroy anything it's just like i need to get to my beauties i need to save my beauties <laughs> yeah, it's, true. it's, it's like if you're in my way you're gonna get fucked because i'm going after my beauties it's true it's fucking true okay top two favorite mothra lover moments go well one of them is my favorite shot Ooh, let's just do so it. i don't know if i should save that do okay. it well what do you think what I, do you want it's up to you all right yeah save that one then okay we'll have a little anticipation what's your other one my other one i didn't prepare you for this at all no, um, probably bursting through the dam. Yeah. What about that you? It's fucking sick. Um, the silk taking down the helicopter is so sick. <laughs> I love that. I like when it smashes the gas station. I'm just going to keep going. I like when it crawls through buildings. Um, I think my the funniest moment to me is when the larva pulls down the radio tower. <laughs> <laughs> it looks so funny it's just like they're like oh shit we have to make it do stuff it can't just be a log and it just like inches up and then leans back and it's then it's just laying on its back it's pretty funny apparently that was like a a big like important tower that was like recently built and they like in order to build the miniature of it they got like specific instructions uh uh, specific blueprints that they kept like safely guarded in Toho, but oh. then uh, rumor has it that someone from uh, Die uh, Studios like secretly espionaged it so they could use it in Gamera or something like that. Oh, what the hell? <laughs> Just this tower? That's what they they were saying something like that in the in the commentary. Is like what? <laughs> it just looks like a generic tower. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like maybe at the time, like since you're trying to make do it's the first time pseudomations happen i bet there's like yeah competition about making the cities accurate right well i mean i i know that they try to make miniatures like as accurate as possible so yeah. that it would like destruct as accurately as possible well i um, mean like yeah but like accurate to the city not necessarily physical. yeah and also yeah. so it look yeah for sure that's cool that's so funny that there's like a secret <laughs> fucking war to get the it's like so many steps away it's like you have yeah. to have a city and it's got to look real so we got to attack things that are real 
and one of those things is being built now, but by the time this comes out, and that won't work at all, like, <laughs> nobody will forgive us for that, so we gotta steal the blueprints from Toho or whatever, like, this is crazy. <laughs> I love it. I want a movie based on that. <laughs> That'd be cool. Making Mothra, 37 casualties later, um, <laughs> and counting. Uh, including seven drowned in the Mothra suit. <laughs> that probably happened. They just covered it up. Yeah. Can you imagine being in a fucking Mothra suit? Like two people behind you. Fucking, I can do math. Four people in front of you and you're sinking and just trying to punch out of the suit and you're just sinking. Oh God, that's hell. It's some kind of human centipede joke there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Do, 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 do. Um, <laughs> anything else you want to talk about with our uh, the one who crawls? Nope. How about that next part? How about the uh, cocoon? I mean, I it's definitely Ron Howard's top three movies. What are the other two? Willow. Willow. Yeah. Um, Forrest Gump. That's Ron Howard? No, that's not Ron Howard. Robert no, Zemeckis. I don't think it is. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember what else Ron Howard's directed. But Solo, a Star one... Wars story. No, he didn't. Yeah, he did. Really? Yeah. They. Uh, I don't believe you. The people who started filming it and who wrote it and everything were the two brothers who made Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Um and they got fired halfway through and Ron Howard came and like made the other half of the movie and it's a mess. That's so funny. It's <laughs> crazy. Um yeah, I I thought the cocoon really uh looked really cool. I liked uh I really liked the early stages of it where it was uh transparent and you could see Mothra's body like oh yeah through through it. Um, that was I sick. Thought that was a really that was a really cool effect. That's um, the, this movie just goes above and beyond with little details like that, like the yeah. later Showa ones just don't have the budget or patience for, you know? Yeah, I mean, there's still quite a few I haven't seen, but I'm going to guess that this is like the pinnacle of the special effects. This movie is the pinnacle of Showa era special effects. Maybe I'm wrong. And obviously the original Godzilla was groundbreaking and pioneering, yeah. but this feels like uh, overall just the best that we're gonna see yeah it's i mean it's like it's, all cylinders firing yeah totally i i think you're probably right but then again i said that about uh rodan so we'll see what happens yeah for sure yeah i love the cocoon it's funny that it looks like a peanut later like once it's done it's yeah <laughs> good call boys um but okay how about mothra herself the full blown mothra she's gorgeous she's a, a fluffy beauty um I love how fuzzy she is. She's so fuzzy, or like it's like a dog. Just nothing like any of the other kaiju. Fluffy moths are the best moths. It's like Um, a freaking mammal. Like you don't. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. I love her so much. She's such a unique, uh, weird design. Where we've had all these, all the other um, Toho kaiju so far have been like lizard. dinosaur-esque in some way That's true. or another um varan was slightly venturing out from that but it's still mostly a uh, yeah. blizzardy uh and then we have this completely different just 
completely different. Yeah. <laughs> uh, furry fucking moth. Super like, colorful. Yeah. Um, like, totally not angry. <laughs> so different. Yeah. All the other ones did follow a very similar mold. Um, mm-hmm. What do you think of her reveal, like, popping out of the cocoon? I just think it's so cute. It is. Um, it, it kind of echoes the reveal of the Mothra larva uh, popping out of the egg. Um, True. Which is uh, kind of neat. Um, but, uh, yeah, I I like the reveal. I And her, her, just, her adorable face just popping through. Totally. Wanna... And her her voice is even not annoying. Like, I feel like the last two monsters' voices were so annoying. And <laughs> yours is fucking sick. Like yeah, this... her voice rules. Yeah. And, I mean, she's, yeah, like, just this, like, stuffed animal thing that doesn't intentionally hurt anyone, but the destruction is so cool. Like, <sighs> I just love, like, there's cars flying, there's ships capsizing, there's a bridge collapsing, waves start, like, building up and then flooding the city. Like, there's so much detail of the destruction, and she is just flying. She's just flapping these little yeah. wings. She's just like, hey, I'm just trying to get to my little beauty so I can take them home. Yeah. I, I kind of picture her just being like, like she's flapping over fucking Newkirk City and everything's like flying in the air and people are running and she's just like, oh, hey, fellas. Like, <laughs> do, what's do, do, going do, do. on? Yeah. <laughs> just chilling. Like, just like, oh, what a city. Cool city. Just no idea. <laughs> I don't think that. I always wanted to go to Relisica. I don't think that actually fits with how I view Mothra in the canon in general, but in this one, it kind of just feels like she's just going, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure, definitely. Um, I do think the ending, I don't think Mothra's stupid enough to fall for the bells and the and the painting. It doesn't make sense to me, you know? I just feel like Mothra's smarter than that. Yeah, it's kind of a weird ending, but... Um... Like, how do you go all the way from infant island to the girls and then at the end you get tricked by bells and think that or was it maybe not tricked maybe they were just saying here they are because there's the telepathic thing around them or i don't know i'm trying to remember what happened again i wasn't the last time i rewatched the movie i wasn't paying attention at the end so i'm so trying to basically they tell all the churches in the town to play their bells because they sound kind of like the girls singing and then mm. they paint her symbol the big plus on the on yeah a, on a runway and she comes because they recognize the cross as like uh on one of her as like the symbol for her basically right yeah they found um a cave carving that they like took with yeah. them of that and they knew it was the mothra symbol yeah but ultimately wasn't that where the shobajin were yeah, but why'd they have to do all that if they could just get to the Shobijin? Because I mean, humans are stupid. Exactly. That's my point. That's the point I'm trying to make. <laughs> um, or maybe we're the humans that are stupid and we're missing it. Either way, humans are stupid. We can all agree. Yes. <laughs> um, and Mothras are smart and beautiful. Totally. Speaking of the uh, the airport... I love the close-up of her legs and mouth. Like, she just looks wild in that at the end. Um, when they're like, oh, yeah. Girls are walking up. Yeah, and that's like the one part where you, they really emphasize her size. Uh, yes, 
uh, the most, and it's you really get an idea of how big she is. Um, totally. That's all I got for uh, Mothra herself. Do you want to move on to other effects? Uh, yeah, other effects. I was just going to ask if there were, I mean, we've already talked about the disaster a bit, but with the disaster stuff, like the cities getting wrecked and all that, but I was just wondering if you had any other effects we didn't talk about that you wanted to talk about. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, once again, the miniatures throughout all this is just incredible. Um, really, some of the most intricate work and just so much of it uh, that they've done up to this point. It's really, it's just... Good job, Subaraya and Subaraya's team. You really went above and beyond on this movie. Um, the one thing, uh, in addition to the what I was talking about earlier with the Shobajin when they're grabbed, they look crappy. Um, there's some scenes where there's some people standing next to like the high power like machinery and weapons, oh, yeah. and it looks just so shitty. <laughs> um, just very obviously a. Next to the atomic heat rays, yeah. I yeah, that. they're just very obviously blue screen on. And the atomic heat rays themselves, their rays kind of look really cheesy and not good. But um, yeah. I kind of, I like the look of it anyways, even though it kind of looks super fake. It, it kind of looks uh, stylishly cool fake, I guess. Um, yeah, that, that works. The people standing in front of it is clearly just, they couldn't do it better. Yeah. But I think that, that the fact that that stands out to both of us is a testament to how good the rest of it is because in Godzilla we wouldn't have thought twice about those heat ray that heat ray shot. Yeah, definitely. Others any other stuff? No. Cool. I'm gonna throw out a cut. there are a couple things. I mean we we talked about the dam breaking, but like um it the shot specifically where Fakuda's running from it and it's breaking behind him, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I agree. Before, I was just thinking I want to talk about the dam from the perspective of Mothra breaking through, but not the perspective, the human perspective, which I feel is like a different effect altogether. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so we should bring that up. And I agree. It looks great. Totally. Looks cool. Um, cool. I just brought it up, so check. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm fucking with you. I'm sorry. Um, okay, the mother who dropped her baby like a fucking idiot and just walked away. Um, I'm just gonna, so the mom <laughs> who dropped her baby on the dam, uh, like a fucking idiot. Yeah. Like a fucking idiot. Was she the same person? She was so good at screaming. I thought maybe she was the same person who was screaming in Varan. I know. Remember we said she plays a like grieving woman in like three movies. I couldn't remember which one. And I, I was watching it with some friends and one of them said, wow, she's really good at screaming. And I looked up <laughs> taking notes and was like, huh. And then I only saw her for a second. I was like, oh, I can't. But I didn't I didn't look it up. I forgot. That makes me super curious. Uh... Let's see. Do, 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 do. It's her. I just decided what? it was her. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is her. But we don't know if it's her. I liked one effect. I liked that the tanks were destroying the cities too. When they missed Mothra, they would cause destruction. I thought that was sick. Fucking tankies. <laughs> and then, uh, last thing is I thought it was really great when... Actually, I'll skip that. I'll skip that for uh, an important part later. Uh, that's good, because I thought it was a bit shit. Sweet. 
Cool. Um, this movie has a lot of effects and monsters and stuff. Is there anything you think we missed that you want to talk about, or should we move on to like the story and the people in the movie? The like carriage going through the uh, sky of the auditorium or whatever, and then like yeah, the sky of the auditorium it, like, for sure. <laughs> the cutting to the sky of the ocean <laughs> oh, over the yeah. Mothra larva, and just like that, all just looks fantastic. I thought that was really cool looking yeah. and added to this whole psychedelic effect and the fact that it was being like it was the background to this this great song that they were singing it was just so cool it was very 80s music video or something like i don't know there's something about that effect that was very yeah like psychedelic or just straight like i haven't seen something like that in a godzilla movie you know with like yeah two scenes like one fading over the other and they become one image mm. that's very uh artsy for a showa era movie What's up with the gold carriage? How was it flying? Like, was it supposed to be their magic doing it? Or was it supposed to be on strings? I assumed it was strings that you just couldn't see. But yeah, I don't I don't know. It um, must be. Because if they had that kind of magic, we would hear about it. But it's just weird that it, like, it looks like it's floating. You'd think you'd see the strings there, but I never do. And it just, I don't know. It just whole adds to the whole kind of atmos- the magic atmosphere of the movie. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know like the logical consistency of how it's supposed to be working. sure yeah it feels like it's it's the the feel of like they, there's just weird shit happening you know need... one second yeah uh, sorry i heard like a loud thump outside so i just thought it might be something it was a kaiju dude they're coming hell yeah i hope it's mothra hope she's answering my phone calls <laughs> how many calls have you left mothra we don't need to get into that Fair enough. I don't even need to call. Like, she just wants to save her beauty, you know what I mean? Brag much. <laughs> um, Alright, humans, let's start with uh, The Snapping Turtle, Junichiro Fukuda. The book that I'm reading, the one I always mention, Mushroom Gods and Mushroom Men, uh, that I read for like the Mothra section for this, it always called him junichiro but i feel like in the whole movie he was called fukuda and it really threw me off but i'm gonna call him fukuda. what is it is that okay what is it called uh his first name junichiro it calls him that oh yeah time. i've like only ever seen slash heard him referred to as fukuda yeah um, okay. or the or the snapping turtle or the bulldog totally <laughs> the bulldog is what he's called that's what he's called in the English. Yeah. Oh, no, I thought it was only in the... Uh... Oh, no, no, you're right, it was the English. What was the one... He was called something really weird in, like, one of the... In, like, Spain or something, but I can't remember. Anyway, um, what'd you think of him? I love him. He's um, one of my all-time favorite uh, characters that we've encountered so far. He's so much fun. Um, he He plays the comic relief, but he also... He plays a restrained comic relief where he also, yeah, he's not like overly slapstick and overly just ridiculous. He, he's, uh, he's also the character that has the most heroic moment when he saves the baby on the dam. Yeah. Uh, um, and throughout, he's like, yeah, he just has so much more depth to him than we've seen with a comedic character. Yeah, um, he he's definitely. He's also he's intelligent, uh, which you know a lot of time part of the comedy is like, oh, they're also stupid or whatever. But he he he's completely competent. He's um, smart. He not 
maybe not smart, but he's creative. He's competent. He uh, he he can fucking fights off four bodyguard type people. He's a great fighter. Yeah, I wonder. Um, that gave me huge Samo. Are you familiar with Samo Hung? I don't know if no. I pronounced that correctly. He he was a, a kung fu um, actor who he worked a lot with Jackie Chan. He did a lot of directing and producing and acting and choreography. But he was a he was a heavy set guy. So it was, uh, and he was often played a comedic character. Sure. Um, but then he would bust out these insane like kung fu. Uh, choreography. So, uh, not that he, not that uh, Fukuda was busting out insane choreography, but the fact that he was just like able yeah. to take on these four guys that very much reminded me of. And this is comedic character, and it's comedic element to the fact that he can take on these people. Yeah, it very much made me think that kind of maybe it was influenced by Sammo Hung. Oh, um, nice. Uh, I don't know if it was, but that's just what it made me think of. But yeah, I I, I loved him throughout. He's so much fun. Easily the greatest non-monster character in this. Uh, yeah. And one of my favorite characters in these movies so far. Definitely. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, from the start, he just... I mean, I know that maybe some people would say Chuzo is the main character, but this guy carries the movie and feels like a mm-hmm. main character. Um, all the things you said, things you said, I agree with. And, I mean, basically, in my mind, this movie... The characters fall on one of two sides. You care about the fairies or you don't care about the fairies. And right away, he's a care about the fairies person. He gives a fuck. And uh, he like, yeah, he has uh, fucking integrity. Like he won't document Mothra because he doesn't like they agree not to try to get that out. um, Yeah. Not to put Mothra at risk by people finding out about her. And one thing that's great about that is that he's called the snapping turtle because once he gets hold of a story, he never lets go. But then he's just like, oh, it'd be morally fucked up to make a story about this, so I'm not going to. That's a good point. It, I hadn't thought about that sh- contrast. Yeah, he's just uh, automatically like, oh, this is the moral thing to do, so I'm just not going to do the story. And his editor's just like, how could you not do the story? He's like, because it was the right thing to do. Yeah. Dude. And he says, like, because they're humans, or they're people. And the editor's like, but I'm people. yeah and i love that uh like that's a really good point with the snapping turtle i hadn't thought about that contrast that we expect him to not let go of the story but he doesn't even consider it it's not even like a a a tense Mm. thing in the movie but i love that after he kicks all the people's ass uh he's like you're dealing with the snapping turtle which is nothing to do with what it means but it's just sick One thing I didn't understand, so he's always, he's like sneaking with Michi into the the operation and into other things. But like when they go to the, 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 the operation where they go to the, um, he sneaks Island. in and then we just see him and he has a gun, like a fucking rifle. Like, did they, why did they arm him? He wasn't even supposed to be there. Well, no, no, no. What happened was he snuck on and then he pretended to be, uh a waiter or something so that he could sneak into Nelson's cabin and steal info. Yeah. Nelson catches him, uh-huh. but Shujo intercepts uh-huh. him catching him because Nelson's like about to shoot him. Um, and Shujo intercepts and then him and uh, the doctor, the scientist that they're, the Japanese scientists they're with, they decide to say that, okay, he's not a journalist uh, anymore. He's a security guard. Okay. So that's why he gets a rifle, because they then... Up, I missed that. Uh, not so, upgrade, but then they consider him a security guard. 
are they saying like, oh, you snuck on, so we're going to make you be a security guard? Or are they lying to him, to Nelson, and saying he was a security guard all along? I think they're lying to Nelson and okay. being like, oh, no, 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 he's a security guard. Got it. Yeah. I, I missed that part. Or maybe they were just like, okay, he's not going to be a journalist now, but we're going to have him be a security guard. Either way, I don't know which one it was. But For sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's he's genuinely funny in it. Um, it's really weird how he, I mean, we referenced it a bunch, but it's weird how he's like, they're like the person's like, uh, who's it, Chujo or Chuzo is like, oh, they're fairies. And he's like, little beauties. And he's like, like I don't remember what he says, like, oh, they're women. And he's like, yeah, little beauty. Like, I don't know, just the way he says, like, yeah, we all call, oh, he says, we call them beauties. It's like, what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, he says, he says in news, in the news, we refer oh. to all, we refer to women as beauties or something like that. Okay. And then, so he's like, so these are little beauties. Gotcha. I missed I I missed that too. I feel like my translation. I mean, it's possible we have different translations. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> <It> doesn't matter. <laughs> you were right. You were, yours was right. I just missed it. It's uh, mm-hmm. all as well. I saw the movie. I saw the movie. <laughs> um, yeah, I got nothing much else to say about him. How about you? Just want to say that the actor is fantastic. I think yes. he did it. Um, apparently he was a comedic actor, so this was a fitting role for him. Uh, but yeah, he, he destroyed the, the part. I think he was amazing in it. And it's, I don't think we ever see him again in another one of these movies, which mm. sucks because so many of these actors, we see them repeat yeah. throughout. Even in this movie, we saw the star of Rodan and, uh, um, Sarazawa, uh, yeah. uh, in this, um, but I, I, yeah, as far as I know, we don't see him again. Yeah, um, or the, I forget his name. The guy who plays Sarazawa in Godzilla and has been in a bunch of these so far. Yeah, I I wish we yeah. saw this guy again. Maybe we do. Maybe we do. Yeah, maybe we do. I, mean, I don't know what I'm talking about. Well, next is Michi, and I think Michi falls into a similar thing that we've talked about, or to a thing that we've talked about with most of these movies so far. I think it's funny. I, I think in the last movie we did, I complained about that. And you're like, well, in Mothra coming up, we have a strong female character. And I think it flew over my head that you're talking about Mothra herself. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and I was just like, I don't remember the female character and that being super like notable and strong. <laughs> and that doesn't count. I, th- I I wonder if I was making that joke or if I was talking about Mothra versus Godzilla because I do think the reporter is like she stands up to her bosses or something. I feel like she's a bigger character. Maybe I was thinking of that, but I was probably just I was probably just making a Mothra joke. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I will say uh Michi is there is more to her than the last few female characters we've been given. Definitely. Um I I think she's more well written overall. I think that the main problem is that she's just kind of sidelined throughout the entire thing in favor of yep. uh Shujo and uh um Snapping Turtle. Um and yeah. I th- but I think her character was written enough to where if she was given more time, I guess she could have there could have been more to her. Totally. I mean, I don't really see a difference in her role, and maybe I missed it, but I don't really see a difference in her role from Fukuda. It's just that she does less, and he needs a photographer too, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, they're both we're we're introduced to the both of them in the same scene where they're both kind of like uh pretending to be um uh doctors or nurses in this in this hospital with the radiation sickness uh yeah. um investigating um and yeah, they're both discovered at the same time. She there's this ongoing thing with her where she she has like all these multiple cameras and she's always yeah. trying to get a the picture and she succeeds multiple times uh being secretive about it so she very is uh a lot like um fukuda uh yeah and the she's her she's uh the feminine snapping turtle i mean um, the thing that the one thing that will that did differentiate her which is kind of superficial but also great like it shouldn't be all that does but it's great that it's there is the the camera stuff you're talking about um i love the uh the scene with chuzo where he's hiding behind the newspaper and she like tricks him and takes the picture of him and the joke at the end with her but she forgot to take a picture of mothra like it all it all at least ties together yeah. there's more to her yeah um that yeah. is that that's a nice little fun thread throughout that it's one yeah. of the things it's very this movie you know well, also, yeah, the the reveal of um, when she got the picture at Shujo, you know, this this whole scene plays out where she puts down her camera and stuff, and then at the end, they're talking about how he's afraid of the guillotine, and then she says something like, well, the modern guillotines are uh, much more silent, and she holds up, like, her secret camera, obviously implying that she got a secret picture of him without him noticing because it was nice. silent. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, it's 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 very funny and clever and uh i i mean yeah i i actually did like her character yes. while the last few female characters i would say they're pretty much unnotable totally um, i just wish I, I i just wish there was her character was in this more and had more um effect on the plot itself totally totally yeah she's she's underwritten like she was written as a good character but given almost nothing to do um yeah and um, I mean, they are a good duo, but she's clearly cast as the sidekick, you know? Mm-hmm. And she cares about the fairies. So, ding, she's on that side of the column, <laughs> uh, which yeah. is good. Fun scene where she's going into seeing the fairies, and they take her camera, and then they take her secret camera, but then she has a second secret camera that she gets a picture of them with. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> totally. What about Chuzo? He's definitely super likable. He's a handsome guy. Um, it it's a really fun reveal when they first show him. They show that uh, Michi was able to get a picture of him, and then she shows a picture of him holding up a book in front of his face, and then like cuts to another shot, and then a, two seconds later, it cuts to a shot of them with him in his study, and he's holding up a newspaper in front of his face. That's the yeah. That's a funny gag. Um, it was funny. Yeah. I didn't... Uh, I kind of expected it to go on through the movie, and then it just disappeared. But it was yeah, that's that's true. I was expecting that too. Um, it seemed like it'd be an ongoing gag. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I liked how um, at first you think he's gonna be like this standoffish character because he's just like, oh no, don't take pictures of me, and oh, I don't want to reveal this. But like, as soon as uh, Fukuda has that that interaction with uh, Shinji's mouse, um, Shujo is just like automatically endeared to him after that and just like okay i guess you're gonna be my best friend and just like it, it that makes him just like super likable and not yeah. not what you're expecting him to be like um still like still he's set up to be the the heroic character of this movie and he 
just totally kind of pales in comparison to Fukuda. Yes. Um, he's far so less that memorable. Sense, I mean, he yeah. has the integrity, but he just doesn't have the charisma or standout qualities. Yeah, totally. That's that's it, yeah. For sure. Yeah, Um, he's fine. I'm glad. I like that we have this trio of main good people, whatever, of uh, who are, they just all are kind of silly, kind of different, but they're mm-hmm. always all on the same page about what's right and what's wrong to do. And that's that's a fun thing to just go along with. There's no question. You know, we don't have to see them mm-hmm. arguing about whether we should protect the fairies or not. Or whether it's okay to, like, make them do a show. Um, I like that. <laughs> and he's part of that. Yeah. Yeah, and I love that I love that he says a camera shutter sounds like a guillotine. It's such, like, a dark... Um, I mean, it just reminds me of, I don't know, some people I know where, like, they'll have hard boundaries and they don't want their fucking picture taken without people, like, asking or whatever, but they're actually really nice people. Like, it just seemed kind of realistic instead of playing in a stereotype. Yeah. Sure. All right, what about our man, Nelson, the hero of the movie? Oh, my God. Uh, shut up. What? He's the only one that kills a cop. <laughs> Good point. What are you talking about? Well, wait, wait, maybe we need to... Man, we're going to have a rough time when we get to the meaning and messages of this movie. Mothra is clearly the hero. Uh, Mothra was going to get in the way of him killing a cop. <laughs> Mothra fucking peace police over here. <laughs> Get on the sidewalk. Don't kill cops. <laughs> wow, this is some anti-Mothra rhetoric. Look, going on I right love now. Mothra, but bright wings with orange on them, orange vests from fucking peace police telling you to fucking not throw things and, you know, like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Peace police caused just as much destruction as Mothra did. Maybe you shouldn't be throwing soup at cops. I, the soup is for my family, Charlie. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. That just occurred to me now. I don't think of Mothra as a liberal. I promise. Um, yeah. What do you What do you think of Nelson? <laughs> He's a fantastic villain. Um, he clearly seems to be uh, based on. Carl Denham from King Kong. You uh, think so? I I definitely think so, except for Denham is like this charismatic kind of uh, affable uh, capitalist, while Nelson is just this completely slimy piece of shit. Over-the-top um, evil. Every facial expression. Yeah. He's not even good at, like, a lot of villains are, like, charming and manipulative. He's just like... Yeah, and just like such a punchable face um <laughs> sorry <laughs> to the actor but yes um i mean maybe not in other roles yeah but... he's contorting it he's looking he, he just looks mean you know yeah <laughs> uh yeah they play um in the commentary they played an interview with him where he talks about how his uh i think it was like his parents went to see mothra and they like said to him after like words like, "Can you play a nice character next time?" or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, He's like, "You gave me this face. You think they're gonna give me roles?" <laughs> um, it's kind of interesting about his actors. So, like, I guess his uh, was it his 
dad was Japanese or something, and when he was uh, in the military in World War Two and stationed in uh, around or post World War Two, whenever he got a chance, he would visit Tokyo and try to find his dad, and eventually he did, and his uh, dad's extended family was in the movie business, so that's oh. how he got into the movie business. Um, and apparently at this point he did not speak Japanese when he made this. So this is, uh, all his lines are done phonetically. Um, oh, that makes sense. Cause I know that Honda was really upset with the delivery and that's why he's not in any other movies. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I thought he, um, acting wise, I think he fucking nailed the role. Like, uh, um, the Fakuda's actor nailed his role. I think it was just perfect. He comes across as such a hateable piece of shit villain, and yeah. he sells it so well. Um, just an evil, evil character who's just only interested in his own financial gain. Yeah, um, totally. just capitalist to the complete core. I mean, he's just so slimy. Not only is he directly evil all the time, but I, I guess I lied. There's a little bit of uh pr side to him like when they're uh he's just like a spineless bureaucrat in a lot of ways like when they're mm -hmm. asking why press won't be allowed at the um at the island he's like oh we just want it to be successful and they're like so what are you saying the press will get in the way he's like no 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 we just see it differently and it's like you're not saying <laughs> yeah um, yeah very like, politician-esque yes exactly um very very much a politician and just like so fucking evil like he doesn't care like when he guns down all the fucking natives like it's just for no like they're not uh he's just he's just pure i feel like he's the most evil character we've had in any yeah he, he he's incredibly um evil that one thing i'm kind of confused by is at the end he has like when he freaks out and he uh at the very his his death scene. Yeah. He has like a flashback to killing the natives. Yeah. And like, it's like PTSD or something. And it's yeah. like, what? <laughs> I was very confused by that. Like, I mean, yeah, maybe they're saying it like these things come back to haunt you. You can't just be pure evil thing. You'll still have a conscience and that'll be your, that'll be your downfall. Like you, this, it's going to come back to get you. Like, I feel like this movie is very hopeful. So that was a little like, the evil person caused their own destruction or actually okay. felt for them or knew it was wrong, you know? That's a good reading of it. Yeah, because when he guns down the, the indigenous people on uh, Infant Island, like, there's no need to. They're just, they're walking, yeah. they're walking towards Very slowly. Him. Uh, without weapons, they just have two rocks that they're just banging together rhythmically. Yeah. And then when they shoot one, the other ones don't even pick up speed. No. They don't stop, but they don't pick up speed. They just keep walking. It's yeah. just like, you could have very easily just walked at a brisk pace back to your boat. Oh, no. He's either the and, biggest coward in the world or he wanted to kill them. It's so gnarly. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, and he's just like, I don't know. Everything's fake. He wants to keep the data before it's released. Um, And there's the whole, like, mystery to him. You know, like, his history is unknown, except in 1954, he went to the Amazon to find indigenous people, failed, and was praised for it. Yes. And they think maybe he's an art dealer. That's pretty much all they know. I think, uh, I hope I'm not making this up. I think if you actually read the thing that they were, like, looking at when they 
when they're uh, discussing that, hmm. it says that he was look, looking for them for a show or something like that. Oh, okay. Um, Interesting. Um, when yeah. you said in his death scene, I was really confused by something. I was sure you were going to say by him stealing the old man's cane. <laughs> so- I mean, that was just funny. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think he was just like, I want to have a comedic element to my death. <laughs> It's just like, this old man's kind of half in the way. I'm just going to take his cane yeah. for no, what? And then he dies for <laughs> Plus, he fucking, like, fucking hits and gags Shinji, the little kid, and binds his hand and then hands and piles chairs on top of him. Like, Yeah, apparently in the original ending, he was supposed to be a, they, they took Shinji as a hostage. Um, Whoa. Yeah. That makes sense, because that but, scene did feel out of nowhere. That must have been something they changed mm-hmm. when they changed the end. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Got it's it. supposed to be he was like a hostage that, that they would use for bargaining or something like that. When they probably, they probably brought him up to the mountain or something, and that's why people had to yeah. chase after him. Okay, that makes sense. So, uh, anything else about Nelson? Just a real shitbag. Yeah, he's a, he's a dirty man. I think it's hilarious how he... Uh, He's this insane ultra capitalist, and he completely overlooks the uh, anti radiation juice. Um, yeah. Also, him and everyone else has no concern, interest in the uh, blood sucking plants. Yeah, and it's, it's <laughs> which seems like that would be a thing. <laughs> so the only time we actually see them, because I know we hear about them, the only time we see them is when they grab Chusa, right? Yeah. Um, and it's just never. He's like, ah. Oh, uh. It's like when I walk into a web, it's not like, what the fuck is a web? It's like, oh, yeah, it's a, yeah. It's a thousand times. Like, why? All that happens is, like, when he wakes up in, like, the bed, they're like, what happened? And he's like, I was uh, strangled by blood-sucking plants. And they're like, blood-sucking plants? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay. And then they go on, like, next topic. <laughs> so, they, they sucked his blood, I'm assuming, or how would he know? I, I guess. <laughs> blood suck. Cool move on <laughs> yeah. very strange. but i feel like that would be a big uh discovery that they would want to investigate yeah <laughs> he he's just as creepy as possible like what's the creepiest way that i could exploit this island <laughs> kidnapping the tiny fairies and then forcing them to perform and and the whole time being like <laughs> he's a bad one yeah uh what about shinji shinji uh I don't know what to say about him. He looks like the kid from Earthbound. Okay, I was thinking like the kid from uh uh Mother. Up. Oh, I haven't seen Up in a while. I don't Neither know. have I, so I could be wrong. I know I'm right because he looks like the kid from Earthbound, so okay. that's cool. Have you played Earthbound lately? More recently than I watched Up for sure. All right then. Cool. He has a mouse. <laughs> He's a cool ass yes. kid. He cares about the fairies. He goes to fucking liberate the fairies and he hides in a chicken suit to do it. Like that kid's pretty cool. Yeah, he he is pretty cool. I agree. It's um, weird that he's Chuzo's brother though. I was about to say that. That's that's a weird decision. Uh Yeah, if, it doesn't make much sense to me unless it's like you didn't want to have him be worrying so much about his kid. Like you didn't want him to look like a shitty dad who's just leaving his kid around. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. He's just a shitty <laughs> brother. Um, 
But it's more okay to be a shitty brother than a shitty dad. Definitely. Definitely. Especially in 1960s Japan. Let me tell you. I know all about that. Um, uh, any honorable mentions? Anybody we didn't talk about? Do you want a little small characters? Uh, sh- what about that, um, that Shimura guy? Which one's he? He's, uh... Seven Samurai guy? Seven Samurai guy, yeah. Okay, and then he's the paleontologist in Godzilla. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah, it's... Godzilla raids again. Don't forget his. Oh yes, sorry, his excellent role. That's why I, I should have led with that. What he's most known for. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's just funny. Um, uh, uh, for the listeners, we lost thirty minutes of audio, and we're redoing this next like thirty minutes. So that's why we're anyway. Um, <laughs> having more trouble um yeah he it's funny seeing actor it's just so not like what i'm used to seeing in the u.s where or in hollywood movies where you just have the same actors over and over we talk about that all the time um but it's just funny with this character that's been like the main character and one of the best actors in this to just show up as a newspaper like editor or something it's just so it's just so weird like it makes total sense different yeah. system but it's very strange yeah um i mean he plays his role well he he's uh good in it but yeah it is strange because he's such a highly regarded actor at this point and he just does this weird bit role um yeah, yeah. is it even a bit role like he doesn't even have a bit like he doesn't or maybe i don't know what that term is but i don't i care he's not memorable to me at all no not um, at all um for sure Okay, uh, oh, and Serizawa, the guy who plays Serizawa, whose name we can never remember, even though he's probably been in more of these movies than anyone else. Yeah, um, good guy. What's he in this? He's uh, one of the scientists in the um, radiation sickness. Uh, he does look like a scientist. Yeah, uh, he does. Like one that could invent an oxygen destroyer. If such it's a thing true. could, if such a thing could be fathomed, he is the kind of person that would be able to invent one. If such a thing could be leagued, yeah. Um, also, uh, the main character from Rodan is the helicopter pilot in the very beginning. That's uh, uh, running the search mis- mission. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, right on. Wait, did you see the main character from from which one? Rodan. Oh, okay, that's right. For a second, I thought you said Raids again. I was like, get out of this movie. Um, <laughs> all right, what about uh, moving on to filmmaking stuff? Uh, besides the, like, Mothra songs that we've talked about, did any of the music stand out to you? No, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it was both the uh, Shobijin songs that they sang and the uh, the little harpsichord or organ, discordant uh, organ behind them. I don't know what it was, but I loved both that stuff. Uh but besides that, the music overall seemed kind of um, generic and not really noteworthy to me. Uh, apparently, Ifukube was asked to do the music for this movie, and he turned it down because he didn't think he could write for the Peanuts. And yeah, overall, I mean, his music is uh, darker themed than what we kind of get here. So I guess that kind of makes sense. But yeah, I feel like he could have still delivered something more memorable in the uh, non-Peanuts parts. I don't know if it would have fit, though. His style yeah. doesn't feel... 
like yeah totally yeah um i this music's a lot more full and i don't know just atmospheric i guess than than he's usually able to do for sure it's really yeah. in your face yeah i pretty much agree about the music not being noteworthy because the other the mothra songs just kind of take it just kind of like uh take over and like ev- they drown out anything else um but i did like there's some like crazy subtle keyboard music at the very end that's kind of trippy and i thought that was really cool I, that's the only one that stuck out to me okay what about uh cinematography what's your favorite shot so at first i said i wasn't gonna bring this up and then i did allude it to it allude to it in another conversation um but yeah my favorite shot was uh when the second performance of the show machine in nelson's uh capitalist uh uh show um when the carriage is going through the sky of the auditorium that's right sky of the auditorium and uh all of a sudden it kind of it it uh switches to the sky of the auditorium to the sky over the ocean and it's this it's this night sky with uh um the Martha Mothra larva swimming through it and it's just this really gorgeous kind of psychedelic shot all all with the uh the Shobajin singing one of their songs to it and it's just this very kind of artsy uh mind twisting uh acid taking shot that I super loved and appreciated and uh, it it's just such a cool it's a fantastic shot to experience IMO. Yeah, I, I like that um the audience is supposed to really want Mothra and the girls to be united. And they do it like it shows like they're singing to Mothra, Mothra's coming to them, and so putting them on top of each other it feels like, oh, this is why they're doing these things, it's to bring them together. It kind of visually does that and that yeah. It's cool. I like it. Yeah, that's right. What's your favorite shot, buddy? <laughs> uh, it's not as deep as yours, but I uh, I like the shot with Shuzo walking through the cave with all the fungus and crystal. It's just so fucking trippy and alien and different looking, and it's just fucking cool. I like it. It's a pretty cool shot. I agree. Okay, let's move on to the meaning, the messages, the politics of this movie. So we already kind of referenced that uh, the the kind of setup for the indigenous story is, uh, like the island that Mothra comes from, is the Bikini Atoll test and all that stuff we went over. And then you mentioned a couple times in the movie that like also reflect that, like how the uh, Relisican ambassador talks about how they didn't know that the island was inhabited and the, the boat pushing towards the radiation in the beginning. Um, I just wanted to bring one thing from Peter H. Brothers' book, uh, Mushroom Clouds and Mushroom Men, and mention it. Um, that uh, A thing that he wrote that I thought kind of, like, tied the rest of the movie to that. Is that cool? Yeah. I think it's all right. Okay, I'm just going to take that again from the other thing, because I don't need to read it again. It'll be exactly the same. He says, Mothra's metamorphosis from a crawling and unattractive caterpillar. Hey. From a crawling and unattractive caterpillar whose cocoon is set aflame only to change into a beautiful soaring butterfly can be interpreted as a metaphoric rebirth of the Japanese economy and culture from the ashes of war. 
Aside from that, the fact that Infant Island has survived nuclear testing with a verdant interior and a vital native population could be seen as a sign that even from the ruins of radioactive destruction can come renewed life and hope. And I just thought that put it well, uh, how the beginning kind of connects to all these awesome things we were talking about with like the island and the beauty of Mothra herself and all that. Whoa, I've never thought about it like that. <laughs> it's funny to me. Um, <laughs> Maybe I'll just leave. I'll just take the other part and then cut it really roughly <laughs> to there. <laughs> Fuck it. Um, okay, any other political stuff uh, you want to bring up Like as, as far as connecting to the the nuclear testing? No. What about, like, Relicica in general and the the Relicicans? That's, it's so weird. We haven't really talked at all about the fact that they made up a country that's just America with a little Russia, maybe. And <laughs> it's just, you know, I, like, yeah. Well, and like why they did that. I completely think the Russia aspect was just to give them cover. So they weren't like, this is obviously us criticizing America. Um, mm. But when you actually like look at it, it's like, there's nothing about the Soviet union here. Like this is all, very obviously pointed towards america i mean i still go with my argument from earlier that we don't know that because i know that america was funding it so they wanted it to look like america but the original plan might have been a mix you know and their flag looks kind of like a mix yeah i mean their flag was definitely a mix of um the soviet union flag and the american flag um but i feel like when you come to any actual aspects of the Relicicans that we see, nothing of it really applies to the Soviet Union. It's all just ultra-capitalism, ultra-property rights, um, uh, testing nuclear weapons on our soil. Uh, it's true, true. Them all speaking English. Yeah. Um, um, them willing to use atomic weapons to stop... Uh, uh, the mothra um yeah the atomic like, heat rays they're like we'll lend you these atomic weapons but that's yeah. the only thing we'll do <laughs> um and yeah like every every enemy is portrayed as having some kind of connection to western culture um whether it's like fucking relicicans themselves or um uh nelson being like the only half white half japanese character yeah um yeah totally uh yeah. So you you think they were just worried that if it was the U.S., it's because they were kind of bad guys and and it wouldn't do well in the U.S.? Yeah, I feel like it was just kind of read as too blatant. It was just like America. So they're like, let's just make it sound like it's Russia and America, but Mm. nothing. I mean, I know they were mad at Russia, so I could see them being like, fuck Russia too, and we forgot to write it in, but let's make sure we say fuck them too. I don't know that it was necessarily covered it could have been, but I don't think there's anything to indicate that more than other explanations for it looking more like the U.S. Yeah, I mean, Japan doesn't have a great history with Russia. Uh, yeah, I, they're not exactly. great fans of each other. But totally. in terms of the context of this movie and what we've seen of the uh, what we see of the Rilsikans, it really reads more as just a Western uh, capitalism than it does of uh, anything to do with the. Uh, communism taking place in the soviet union um just totally reads to me as american 
I, I get that, but I just, I don't think that the way that, like, the higher-ups in the Soviet Union would act would be much different than the higher-ups in uh, the U.S. at the time. Like, in as far as how they would interact with Japan on an international scale or something, you know? I the, Japan isn't their comrades. They're not... I still don't think that they'd be advocating for... Uh... Uh, rights of slavery considering one of their major uh, criticisms of America was racial relations and they would use that to show how America was bad I don't think that they'd be advocating for slavery of uh... of tiny fairies yeah <laughs> I hear you um, it definitely seems more American and it is funny that like Nelson and the other characters just start speaking funny english like as soon as they get to relicica they just change their language yeah um it's so strange some of the lines god what are they oh i didn't write them down but uh, just some of the lines that he says are so that uh his like sidekick that he suddenly has and speaks english is so funny <laughs> um and new kirk city is just so obviously new york city but then yeah. it's also la but like new kirk city is such a funny name what's the city in mario is it New Dong City? New Dong City? What? Oh, I'm going to look this up. Yeah, New Dong City. <laughs> and, uh, and the Mario for, for Switch. Um, okay. You go to like a, a city that's inhabited like by actual humans. Um, oh, it's, yeah. It's called New Dong City. <laughs> like, is it because Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong is a primate and we are? Like, what is it? I, it's I, <laughs> I mean Donkey Kong isn't in the actual city, so it, it's it's like a metropolis city. Yeah, no, I've seen um, it. With it's inhabited by humans. <laughs> yeah, it's so strange. Which is, we can't go on to that. But like, yeah. why, why is Mario? Mario's a human. Okay. Um. So the Relisicans are obviously supposed to be like just a whole culture of people who are fucking over Japan. On the other side, we have the people who are being fucked over, which is the natives. What'd you think of the portrayal of the indigenous people, Charlie? I mean, I thought it was super great and awesome, except for uh, the blackface. And um, and I guess it wasn't super great and awesome. Um, I, I think it was not fantastic. Yeah. And the, the blackface the... is really bad. It's really, I mean, it's, it's, it's fucking racist and shitty, but it's also just really bad looking. It looks like shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I know like different times, all that stuff, but like, you have to know that that's not okay when you're like, I mean, I said this when we recorded before, but when you're like painting the fucking 40th native, you got to <laughs> know like something isn't really, you know that's a lot of yeah. time to be thinking about putting blackface on people uh man maybe it would have been easier to just hire some people instead of painting all these people <laughs> yeah it's bad it also just seems um for a movie that seems largely to have its heart in uh the uh evils of exploitation it seems like a big oversight <laughs> I yes. guess. <laughs> totally. And it's uh -huh. weird because this is the first Honda film that actually attempts to show the natives as sympathetic or yeah. show them sympathetically the whole time. 
and this is their best. This is the best they can do. Yeah, it's pretty disappointing on that aspect. Um, definitely, in my opinion, the film's biggest flaw. Yeah, the, I I feel like they try to show them. I feel like a lot of movies do this, even a little bit Kong Skull Island, where they like try to show the natives as peaceful, but then in doing that, in the way they do it, reduces them to like non characters, non individuals, just this mass yeah. like. The way when he's gunning them down, when they're all getting gunned down, they're just walking slowly and banging the rocks together like they have no human reaction. Um, yeah, they come across as zombies. Um, not exactly the greatest portrayal of, uh, of an indigenous population. But yeah, they just kind of mindlessly walk forward, clamping their rocks together, and they're gunned down one by one. And then they just keep walking forward slowly, like exactly like you would expect zombies to do. It's, it's uh, true. not great. Just peaceful zombies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, like, there's just a lot of, like, I don't know, like, weird... It's weird to say this coming from Japan, but, like, Orientalism going on, where it's just, like, look at these weird guys who dance and are peaceful and drink mushroom juice, and there's nothing else to them but the stereotypes, but the, like, scary and weird things. Um, mm-hmm. The one time that I feel like one of them becomes an individual is the one who like doesn't just keep walking towards him uh towards the guns and instead walks over to the shrine and yells mothra but still it's just like playing he's just playing his role and it's not yeah it's not yeah i mean well that's the only other context we see them in is uh we either see them walking slowly towards the uh colonialist uh intruders on their island or we see them uh doing their worshipful dance in mothra and that's the only two contexts that we see the the natives in for Um, sure i was also wondering because when we see the shobajin's performance we see there's uh natives dancing around while they're going around in their carriage singing their song did Nelson enslave people, or are those actors? Because I... if, if he enslaved them, the fact that they're only concerned with the enslavement of the Shobijin is very troubling. That would be a very bad oversight. I think that they were supposed to be actors, but it is confusing because one of the, the thing I laughed about while watching it was that, like, like they they had to paint the people like they had to paint japanese people to look like people who were dressed as indigenous people for the stage (laughs) and they painted that the exact same way that they painted the actual indigenous people with like so it don't you think a light would go off of like oh wait we must not be doing a very good job here on the (laughs) island or we must be doing way too good of a job here you can't have them be the same well that's that's why i thought that they were they were just enslaved people because they like it would have to be mentioned like <laughs> them kidnapping them was mentioned so much the ship ride back like you know like, there's no <laughs> yeah. way, dude. i it, i thought it was it would be a horrible oversight i agree <laughs> <laughs> i don't think so um one thing i liked about this movie like obviously this doesn't make up for all the bad stuff but i liked that unlike uh son of kong for instance when the island sinks um this movie doesn't forget about the natives at the end they're in it throughout and the last shot is of the island um and yeah we see them 
through different kind of phases of the movie. And I think that that's at least better. Like we're thinking about them at the end, or at least I am when we're watching it. Whereas it's, it's very clear in Son of Kong, for instance, that no one was thinking of the natives at the end. They were just a plot device. <laughs> There's a line in the beginning that's pretty gnarly that I forget who says it, but they're like, oh, yeah, we'll know their dialect, even though they're uncomfortable uncontacted an uncontacted tribe or something like that because all polynesian people are descendants of atlantis that's what shoju says uh when they're meeting in his living room okay yeah he says like i feel like we got we had two different translations but he says like there's a theory that uh polynesia uh used to just be one huge continent um yeah like atlantis no that's right that's right yeah yeah that's fucking weird that's like really othering them you know yeah (laughs) like you're so other you're you're mythical um yeah and you know yeah like a different fucking species whatever strange but i like that they drink fucking mushroom tea that's cool it's also just kind of a weird perspective considering japan is like this tiny island nation so it's like how can you differentiate yourself from these other tiny islands so much um, yeah that you think that there is such an other species uh yeah while you totally consider yourselves superior <laughs> i mean we do that with people we're on the same continent as and shit i so. know i know but it's yeah it is disgusting so... it's 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 ridiculous like it just makes it more comical how insecure humans are that they have to talk shit on people who are so slightly different they're across the water yeah okay so related to the film's obvious criticism of the, like, Rosilicans and shit is the general theme of, like, I don't know what you want to call it, exploitation? Capitalist exploitation? You know, the, like, all capital letters secret fairies show on the billboard. What did you think about how that was handled in the movie? I mean, I thought it was handled great in the movie, um, in the sense that the movie seems to be complete uh, screed against it. It, it, It's seems to be complete completely against capitalist exploitation um, yeah i mean uh I, this movie seems to be super heavily influenced by king kong um yes. but while king kong seemed to be completely not self-aware um this on the other hand is completely self-aware that uh the carl denham character in uh nelson is uh is a bad guy and so they they portray him as the uh despicable villain as he is instead of the kind of charismatic lovable guy that carl denham is uh and so we really see the the evilness in this this exploitation where they explicitly refer to what he's doing as slavery and he has to defend himself by saying, well, they're not really humans. In fact, there's yeah. like this, this funny exchange where uh, his henchman says, they're just scientific scientific data. And the next line is uh, Nelson saying, they're just merchandise. And it's yeah. just like this complete one-two punch of just different ways to dehumanize them. Um, and totally. portray them as like, these this these is why we can uh exploit them and enslave them because they're not actually humans and uh they're just one foot tall people uh, they're just one foot tall 
creatures that completely uh, exhibit every other form of humanity, but they're uh, yeah. they're just merchandise and scientific data, so we can enslave. I mean, he he slaughtered the natives. He didn't think they were human either, you know. Yeah. Um, definitely. Uh, anything that is socially acceptable might be socially acceptable to exploit. He wants to exploit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I hadn't thought of. I mean, obviously, I've, I've thought of the King Kong reference, but I hadn't really thought of Nelson as like, like, yeah, like Carl Denham. Like he also coerces women to perform. Mm-hmm. You know, like Carl Denham does it more with like big promises that he can't fulfill, and uh, the the like fucked up economic situation the fact that she's basically starving and he's offering her money but it's still coercion and then it's kind of like a combined this guy's also kong because he basically he goes to the island and takes them back it's like a kind of a combo of of all of the things just in these girls and then it's interesting that the monster in this isn't the one who's taken it's the one who yeah. comes to save them yeah but i mean that being said they they're still kong in the sense that they they bring the destruction by summoning mothra i guess yeah, it's true. I guess that's a way to look at it. Summoning Mothra, who's the jack of this film. Yes. <laughs> in terms of that, the sexiest person in the film. Yes, definitely. Yeah, I mean, uh, and they, they're just dirty. Like, Fukuda's like, slaves, I'll tell the paper. And they're like, I'll sue you for slander. Like, they don't care. Of, saying the word slaves doesn't make them think twice they're just like how can i get out of this not yeah am what i is what i'm doing wrong yeah um, and then their government just like completely backs them up and like we will protect their property rights yeah totally which like if somebody found some i don't know it which like i mean it makes sense to me like uh governments don't have any fucking morals blah 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 if there's no rules yet about what these things are they're not going to think about the humanity or the 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 consciousness or needs or desires of this new thing it's not classified yet there's no laws about it so they don't give a fuck you know mm-hmm. the i like that um you know children in movies and media are often like kind of the barometer of morality so i like that shinji just hates nelson right away and wants to save the girls right away um it kind of just it it adds to the idea that these like dirty greedy men are are fucking evil and like i don't know i feel like a lot of these movies the thing i take out of it is obviously like the capitalist is bad and capitalism is bad but i do have to say like there is no in honda's movies there is no like actual what's the term like radical or like like uh systemic there's there's no critique of like the systemic things like capitalism it's more that this guy is greedy and that exploitation like this is bad right yeah I just want to clarify that because it's not like I don't I I don't think there's an anti-capitalist film in intention, even though I would read it that way. So it is in some way, you know. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, of course, Nelson and his guards are like drinking whiskey when they get to Relisica uh, and laughing at the fucking fairies. Like it's just it's very uh, Western. <laughs> yeah, I also think it's funny. There's two moments in this where. They're kind of laughing and celebrating that Mothra's destroyed. So, like, the first time when Mothra's going through the ocean and then they, they like, firebomb it or something like that. Uh, yeah. And then they're all like, oh, Mothra's destroyed, and they all kind of, like, celebrate. And then and then they're huddled around at that point where you're saying we're at, they're at uh, Nelson's uh, farm, and then they hear on the radio that 
Mothra has been killed by the atomic rays, and once again they kind of laugh and celebrate. Uh, yeah. It's like, didn't you learn your lesson the first time, you idiots? Like, don't just automatically assume that. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I just thought that was a funny aspect. <laughs> I do, yeah, I like that they're, um, especially Nelson is like a manipulative piece of shit, but he's also a fucking idiot like bubbly yeah. cool because they have to show that the greed is stupid you know yeah that is funny hmm. all right another uh thing that comes up quite a bit in this movie more than we're used to is religion i don't think there's a ton to say about it but there's it's interesting that it keeps coming up you know yeah i'm not really entirely sure what hondo is trying to say with that except for an overall kind of like positive aspiration of faith of just i don't know like, like love and faith and peace love. yeah, yeah. <laughs> just a very hippie kind of um look at it of just kumbaya everybody let's the kind of words you would like stain onto a piece of driftwood to sell at bed bath and beyond yeah <laughs> yeah basically <laughs> yeah it so, I mean, th- the main things I think of is, like, first of all, Mothra's a god, right? And the indigenous mm. people are right about her. And that's something. And then the end, there's suddenly the Christian thing, just because the cross and the bells resemble the sound and the look. But it's just so weird how suddenly people come become religious at the very end. Like, somebody says, I don't doubt the power of prayer. And one of the other characters says, it's up to God now. And she's like, where did this come from? Yeah. You it's... just found out there's a god that's a moth. <laughs> Especially, like, to have it be this Christian thing, which I don't think of the film as Christian at all, but it's interesting that it suddenly becomes that for a second. And, like, there's a movie that's, like, pointing out that call, like, anti-colonial stuff, you know? Yeah. And then you have these churches and these white dudes that are, like, suddenly super Christian. It's just weird. Yeah, and it's also... Even more weird, considering the fact that Honda was a Buddhist, not a Christian. Yeah, um, it's it's almost like was it was it to but, sell in the U.S. Well, I was gonna say, I mean, maybe that's another aspect of like showing that Relisco was American with their heavy Christianity. Um, mm, that's true. Uh, in the commentary, they brought this up. Uh, he was disturbed by conflicts of religion and the fact people are willing to kill people over their faith. Um, they're talking about a 1991 interview with him, by the way, so much later. With Honda? Yeah. Uh, okay. I don't just mean in the Middle East, although that's certainly one example of what I'm talking about. Where's the love that religions are supposed to teach? So they brought that up. I don't know, really know that you can really apply that to this movie. But, uh... uh Maybe. Yeah, I mean... I mean, just an overall kind of view on his... Uh, uh, overall his view on religion of just it's it's about why aren't humans more about the love um that yeah. is supposed to be at the core of faith I and i mean maybe maybe not but if he thinks about his films as having any power and any propaganda power at all i mean after making godzilla you would hope you would think that he thinks that these films could have an impact on cultural things right mm-hmm. and and he already knows at the point where he's making the ending that this is going to be seen by a lot of Americans. Maybe he chose Christianity because he's hoping 
the people watching it will realize if they're Christian that they should be emulating the people who love Mothra and Mothra rather than <laughs> bombing his fucking country. Like, I doubt yeah. it, but maybe that was in there, you know? Yeah. It's interesting, but bad call, because uh, this, this is fucking... Not all Christians, obviously. We're not no gods, no gods. You know, we've got... We lean into that way too hard in the beginning as jokes, but, like, you know, the big institutions of the church are fucking evil, mm-hmm. um, even if they're subjects and the the people who believe in it are not. I don't know. Uh, Personally, I want to change our podcast name to No Christian Gods, No Monsters. All other religions are fine. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Scientology, <laughs> chill. Uh, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Well, we kind of mentioned it with why they chose religion, but obviously another big theme in this is peace. We know that uh, Honda is a pacifist, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, like I mentioned before, Japan just immediately starts bombing Mothra before they know anything about her. And that's bad. Mothra's the hero. Yeah. But the resolution is that she flies away unscathed with her little beauties. And everyone's like, bye, Mothra. We'll see you again. Yep, and the fairies say, thank you all. We pray that our land and yours will live in peace and harmony. Yeah, so there we go. It's true, but it's... I know they weren't trying to do this, but I, I think of... It, it feels a bit that, like, Chuzo is, like, a portrayal of the emptiness of liberalism. Like, as wow, soon as you're he... going way deeper in this than you should. <laughs> oh, yeah, always. He like I just the fact that he meets them, he never bombed anyone. He is not even part of the country that bombed them. And he says, We will not do any nuclear tests on you. Like right away. Like before he even can understand them. They're like, We don't know what they're saying. It sounds like music. It sounds like they just want to be left alone. Don't worry, we won't do any nuclear tests on you. You have no authority. What the fuck? And then at the end, he says, we promise not to disturb the peace of Infant Island. It's like, dude, who are you? Why do you think <laughs> that you can decide what the realistic and government does? Like, um, don't promise things. To, to oh, be God. fair, there was one Reliskin, uh authority there. I think he was a scientist. And he was agreeing with Shujo uh, throughout that whole scene. Um, that doesn't, you know. That's, it's still not a safe thing to say to someone, we promise you won't be nuked. You don't know that. I know. But is it, <laughs> it is interesting watching to see one Reliskin authority being like, yeah, I agree with Shujo. And then when uh, uh, Nelson and his henchmen grabbed the little beauties, the Reliskin authority was like, put them back, put them back, come on, put them back. Um, yeah, interesting. That was uh, kind of a little interesting twist. Yeah, that is odd. Why do you think they did that? I mean, are they just trying to make Nelson be the worst? Like, not all, not all cops. Yeah, maybe. Um, I th- yeah, I think they're showing that. Uh, um, I think that that guy was supposed to be like a scientist, so I think he was okay. more on the side of the, the, yeah, the just scientific aspects of studying this island. That makes sense. That makes sense. And yeah, do you, do you remember what the final words in the movie are? Smoke weed every day. No, um, that's actually a myth. Um, the final words of the movie are, The path of peace is yours to discover for eternity. 
I think we we watch different translations. <laughs> what would what did you say? Smoke weed every day. <laughs> oh yeah, okay, got it. <laughs> um, yeah, it's interesting that like I'm not gonna count Varan because it doesn't really count, but like or whatever of the Honda Kaiju movies, like Godzilla ends with a specific line about nuclear weapons, and that. Uh, if we continue to use them, more bad things will happen that we can't even fathom. Then Rodan is a message a little broader about environmental destruction. And then we get to this one, and it's like kind of a... It's just, it's a getting a little more woo. It's getting softer. It's getting from fuck nukes, watch out the environment, then like, the path of peace is yours. It's like a personal, a word to each person that they need to go on a discovery of l- learning peace for eternity, which is like a nice sentiment, but also you can feel Honda taking a very normal trajectory from more radical to more like <laughs> something mm-hmm. else. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I hadn't thought of that till this moment, but it just feels, no, it that, feels like it's going that way. That totally makes sense. Um, yeah, fuck you, Honda. <laughs> I didn't, I never ass. thought this, I wasn't trying to talk shit, but yeah, it just, you can feel it, and like, hey, we all go that way, like, what are you gonna do, like, freak the fuck out forever and die at 40 from an aneurysm, or are you gonna, like... It's my plan, make... baby. <laughs> or are you gonna make the stuff you can when you can, and then, you know, slowly hit the gas as you go so you can make it all the way to enjoy the, your one time around the sun. You know, it, it it's an understandable thing. And it mm-hmm. feels like that's the direction it's going. And it's nice to have, like, a... You could also look at it as nuclear weapons. You and I can't do shit about that. Nothing we can do about it. We could vote all we want. Is that a challenge? Want. Is that a Does fucking it? challenge? <laughs> the environmental stuff. Okay, we have a little more of an impact. We might be sucking CEOs of giant companies. More likely than that we're presidents with the fucking nuclear button. But it's not very likely. We could litter less. We could fucking, you, you know. But it's all bullshit. We can't do much. But we can do more than with the nuclear thing. And then here it's like, oh shit. This is like a personal thing. We like mm-hmm. try to be peaceful. Okay, I can. You know what I'm saying. Yes. And I feel like that's the, that's the fucking message of the movie. You know? Peace is chill, be like Mothra, only destroy cities by accident. What do you think? That's, I mean, that's been my lifelong motto, so that's why, I think that's why I like this movie so much. Oh, don't steal twins. Oh, shit. Yeah, I guess that doesn't deal with One for two is not bad. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the other message of the movie. Don't steal twins, or you die. Don't steal old men's canes, or you die. Shoot cops. What about quadruplets can i steal those <laughs> that's a lot of work but if they're small enough no <laughs> oh yeah well. sorry because some of those quadruplets are twins with each other uh, well i gotta apologize to four people okay that's all right <laughs> i'm glad that i could help you come to the light side on that one all right, concluding thoughts of this movie. This movie rules. Mothra rules. I want to be her boyfriend, and that's why I'm single. Because the last time I tried to date someone, I asked her to dress up in a moth costume, and she stopped returning my calls. 
That's not so, paper, dude. You need someone who will respect you. Like Mothra. Mothra will respect me. <laughs> so, I love this movie. I love Mothra. She uh, is only second to Giant Turtle. I think this is uh, what we might see as the pinnacle of the special effects in the uh, uh, Showa era. Uh, I... I love everything about this film, um, except for uh, the uh, blackface. That's my for sure. That's my overall thoughts. Um, do you is this your favorite movie with Mothra in it that you've seen? Yes. Cool. Wait, is it the only movie with Mothra in it that you've seen? No. Oh well, besides uh, with flying Mothra in it. Um, I've seen GMK. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah, it's a it's a good movie, fucking good movie. Yeah. Um, I think this movie's great. I like it more every time I watch it. Uh, Mothra's awesome. I don't know why I love Mothra so bad, but we should get Mothra tattoos. We keep we've been meaning to get tattoos yeah. forever. Why don't we just get Mothra tattoos, dude? Let's do it. Um, uh, let's do uh, Pikmin riding Mothra. <laughs> That's a really good idea. <laughs> or Mothra eating a Pikmin. Oh, that's pretty sweet. <laughs> All right, we'll figure it out in post. Um, yeah, I love it. It's not perfect. The ending feels a little weak for how good the movie is. I wish there was a little more Mothra. I wish there was even more psychedelic, but it is really great. And yeah, I mean, the Showa films are definitely like, I like these this beginning set a lot. And this is kind of the last one before they start going really wild and it's a perfect last one from like the first era of the show era it's it's just sick and yeah i don't know i like her a lot she's cool it's got good messages um all right should we move on to the uh dumb cop award dumb cop award what do you got what do you got okay so there's only like a couple real like what we think of normally as cops um like the one who gets killed by uh, the hero, what's his name, Nelson. Um, but uh, I'm going to go, because we always talk about how the, what are they called? The Japanese defense, self-defense forces um, are essentially a police unit. So I'm going to go with the guy who's riding. He's sticking out of a tank and he, the building's falling on top of him. And instead of ducking into the tank, he just looks up and screams, and then he smashed with all the stuff. <laughs> That's my dumb cop award. That's some funny shit. I love that. Uh, um, that's a better answer than mine. Uh, mine is a bit more obvious. Um, one, uh, Nelson's going to the airport to flee Japan, and he's stopped by the military police, and uh, the military police uh, asked to searches bags and he's like i'm from the the reliskin embassy you wouldn't dare search my bags would you and the military police is just like oh no no go right ahead sir go right ahead <laughs> sir and of course in his bag is the this the show vision <laughs> yeah uh, they're all kind of the country's kind of like on alert for her <laughs> yeah and yeah. this is the guy who had them as his show yeah like <laughs> you're right good answer dumbass cop for sure. <laughs> but also bastard cop of the of the week award goes to all the cops so i agree with that 
Especially that one in the video in Arkansas that uh, Pitt maneuvered that van with a pregnant Oof. lady in it. Fuck that shit in the car flipped. Ugh. Yeah. It's a definite highlight of the uh, bastard cops. Uh, he's up there. Yes. Yes, I'm sure uh, there's a lot more that are right up there. Well, and this is being recorded five weeks before it comes out, so who knows what these people that in the future will know about. Sure. All right, rating on the Godzilla scale, S to F. You're going to yell at me for this, but I think I have to give this an S for stupendous. And nice. I am going to throw in a Venezuelan poodle moth for Mothra to train as her sidekick. What do those look like? It's, I think that's the one that you have in your uh, Twitter picture. Oh, that was a long time ago. That was many pictures ago. But uh, yeah. yellow? Like a, Yeah, super fuzzy. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, I'm gonna. I'm not mad. Why would I be mad at that? That's what I figured you'd do. It's great. Um, I thought you might. You might think I was overrating it. I don't. Uh, who do you think I am, Charlie? That I would care. A what jerk. You rated something. I think you're a jerk. Ah. <sighs> did this again? Yo, everybody's always bringing up how I'm a jerk. This fucking thing. <laughs> mm. Let it go. <laughs> <laughs> um. I think that I will give this an A for ass. Ass Mothra out on a date. Oh, oh, I I have many times. No, it was a note to self. Oh, Um, sorry. I don't need this competition. Don't worry, just tell her I'm a jerk. Everybody already told her, so you'll be good. Yeah, but um, she likes bad boys. <laughs> uh, it's true. Um, yeah, I'm giving it a fucking, I'm giving it an A. I like it. It's, uh, that puts it, uh, well, shit, we've only had, did I put Rodan in an A? I don't remember. Okay. You, you remember this stuff more than I do. That's true. Okay. Well, anything else before we fly on out of here? Nope. I think I'm just going to go ahead and fly on out of here. <laughs> nice. That's good. Because moths look like flies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuzzy fuzz. All right. Um, sweet. Well, thank you for listening to No Gods, No Monsters. You can find us on Twitter at no gods pod you can email us nogodspod at gmail.com rate us on your favorite podcast app some freak not the good kind of freak not like me and charlie some other fucking freak gave us one star on something uh apple podcasts and they didn't even have the uh the the mothra fur to to leave a comment and how are we supposed to improve we know we're worth one star but why why people we need to know why so get onto your favorite podcast app give us the rating you think which is probably one star and then tell us why so we can do better thanks uh yeah let me add on that if you're gonna rate us 
Uh, make sure to rate us five stars. All right. You're not allowed to say that. Oh. Sorry, you get kicked off your thing. Is that true? It has happened to people, so that's why a lot of people say, rate us whatever you want, whatever you feel, even though they want to say five. But some say five still, and they push it. Okay. Uh, but I'll just keep it uh, They're not listening. Uh, rate us four stars. <laughs> <laughs> that's going in. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, what are we talking about next week, Charlie? King Kong versus Godzilla. Did I pronounce that correctly? No. Damn it. No, yeah, you did. Uh, okay. I never <laughs> know which order it goes in. Have you seen that movie yet? You have. Yes. Okay. I, I haven't have. seen it yet. I hear it's got some similar themes to this one. It does. It it does. And I hear it's a real good time. I've been like, this is one of the ones I've been like saving because I know I'm going to like it. Yeah, it's it's a fun time. Um, it's definitely wackier than, uh, this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And I, I, what, I have things I want to say about it, but we'll get into (laughs) it next week. There's a squid. Sick. Cthulhu's in this one? Uh, Yeah. I guess you can say that. Nice. Dude, we did it. Cocoon. 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 Cocoon.